This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Ain't go higher. I feel like they gave the the like her plot or her like purpose for doing what she was doing. They gave it away too early. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what I felt like. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I was kind of thinking like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Because mm-hmm. like, all right, clear, clearly you are crazy mm-hmm. shit. I'm like. Um, when you said your man seemed like it was like two parts of the yeah, movie, yeah. something like, oh nigga. So like the first part was crazy, and then that shit got crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, nah, the first part was like kind of funny, weird. Like, what the fuck is this yeah. shit going? And then that second part, nigga, I was like, oh, this bitch rated R, like a motherfucker. Only dog. thing I don't be liking about like scary movies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. They be giving the 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 bad guy like way too much credit and way too much strength. Yeah, yeah, like I beat your ass. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the Yo, end of the day, like I fuck you up. I'm like, saying this humbly too. I I'm, I'm putting that out there. There go my caveat. Humbly, with all respect to Octavia Spencer, the legend, the fucking Oscar winner, Octavia Spencer. I beat shit out your big ass dog. <laughs> like a dog walk your ass. I'd have knocked her motherfucking head off, dog, in that basement, nigga. But that movie was straight though. Like, I, so. I, I like seeing films like that with black people casted in an important role, not yeah. just the background, but it's different for us though. Yeah. Like so, like I was I was listening to um I think it was Jazz Fly mm. and or I th- I think it may have been Jazz Fly. Yeah. And don't, if I'm not mistaken, do she write like on um This Is This Us? Is Us. Yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah, that was she was on Brilliant Idiots a while ago. Yeah, yeah. And she was basically breaking down to seven story plots mm-hmm. and every movie that you watch is a different version of these seven plots yep and that kind of ruined movies for me because <laughs> every time i, I watch that episode too yeah. i'm like damn you can is. see it now like yeah 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 but like this joint was kind of like oh shit excuse me it's the uh the stellas. stellas um and we ain't really started yet so don't judge me for burping uh <laughs> right fuck y'all niggas <laughs> this pre-production nigga. Uh, um Side note, I thought about uh doing our regular episodes and then the shit that we be talking about before the episode and after the episode. Yeah. Drop that shit on a different day. So, you know, I got some shit I'm going to holler at you about, but I like that yeah. idea. And that's in the vein of Saturday, I did some brainstorming, nigga. And that's right in that same vein and giving niggas like a couple joints a week, little mini clips and, you know. Yeah. Give them this little extra 15, 20 minutes on on a different random whenever day, day yeah, yeah. yeah, and then y'all get to reviewing the other shit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. We'll, but, uh, but we'll what I was saying out. is like uh this movie. I mean, all scary movies is like, all right, you start off. This shit getting kind of good. <laughs> got a I got a whole ass box wine this, from the, the smallest 7-11. box wine I've ever seen. I thought that was a fucking uh, Nigga, juice on, juice in on that the bitch. back of these bitches. Say this motherfucker's the equivalent of three glasses of Merlot. So I'm Glass. trying not to drink beer during the week and shit. Glasses so. in whose family? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, not my big Kool-Aid culture, drinking nigga, ass family. Nigga. Uh, when you nigga pull you over like how many cups <laughs> how many drink you had one this was, big ass red cup nigga nigga it was fucked up I just finished my uh, my gallon for the day like right before I left work so I'm calling it right now Shout nigga out to that essential water the, nigga hey, I'm man, the pee break is coming real soon y'all hooked. niggas better know yeah that essential go hard man shout out to Aqua Hydrate too I really feel like Diddy and Mark Wahlberg need to give me either free bottles 
or put me on a payroll because I might be the only nigga drinking this shit. I go to every CVS to get all the bottles. Pay me, nigga. Pay me in bud. But yeah. uh, back to my nigga. Yeah, I can, I was interested the whole. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the little spins they put on mm-hmm. it, and um, you didn't necessarily know what the fuck was about yeah. to happen and going on, and it was a couple like ooh, yeah, moments and shit. Cause she definitely she was what I what I kind of dug about uh, Octavia Spencer playing my. She would weave in and out of like kind of kooky, crazy, and like scary, crazy. Like it was like okay, one minute you just kind of goofy. But then the next minute, I'm like, oh shit, you might really kill a motherfucker. Like, okay. I'll tell you the first like when part. When she did Old Girl Mouth, whoo, nigga. I wish I forgot about that part, mm-hmm. but they showed it in the preview. Mm-hmm. They should not have showed that part in the preview. So like, that stop was fucking what, up uh, your, the. That's what Shorty said. She literally said when we saw it, she was like, I like the movie, but the preview told me too much. Way too much. And I'm starting to notice previews are doing that you a give lot. Give me the whole movie. Because I feel like, honestly, the my biggest critique of us, Jordan Peele, nigga, I knew what the movie was. Like, yeah, obviously we had a ton that we discussed after the movie because it was deeper than just the plot. But I'm like, on the surface, though, y'all told me the whole movie in yeah. the preview. Like, Get Out, I never felt like that. Like, when Get Out came out, I literally didn't. Them niggas didn't say one word. They just showed... Uh, Daniel, whatever his name is, crying. They showed a teacup, and then they showed the deer head, and that one nigga running, and that was like the whole Get Out trailer. And yeah. it was like, what the fuck am I going to see I'm now? And and that drew me in, T- nigga. I had to go when I see. I forget what movie I was because it came, that 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 trailer came like a long like a year. Nigga, before. The trailer came. I I remember it. The trailer came the first week of September, and the movie wasn't released till Valentine's Day that following year. So nigga, we had months to sit with i don't know what i'm looking at but i have to go see it nigga yeah. it's a black dude dating a white bitch it's a deer head it's a nigga running through the field and it's this nigga crying in a teacup so if i was gonna critique my yeah, yeah. uh a couple things first time i'm beating this shit out you is when you pulled a piece on me big facts like what the fuck is because we're not playing that game like you pulled a gun to me yeah i'm thinking like all right i know how they're gonna get out of this i thought it was gonna be like one of them water. bang guns i thought she's gonna squeeze it be like some water or some yeah. shit like oh that's how you get yeah. out of this but she just was like oh this not real she like or no she was like this thing is old it probably don't even work bitch you could have shot my fucking head off like no i'm a real human that's a lie like, y'all nigga. laughing like no nigga this what we wrapped up i wasn't that dumb in high school neither <laughs> to play that game nigga and that might be because we from the hood nigga but i don't I mean, no. fam, y'all got iPhones. Y'all got the internet. To y'all got SVU. Like, what the fuck is fam, y'all doing? <laughs> Shout to SVU, man. That like, shit really keep me on, going. Fam, what y'all doing? But uh, that and like, it didn't actually explain. So I, I I gather why she's doing this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a whole bunch of random coincidences that put you in the place for this shit to happen. Like, yeah. what have you been doing since? Is this some shit you always do? Do you always? Kidnap kids. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You just or start, like this your your first time, and you just start doing this. Shit? Were you like, had you been waiting on their kids to hit a certain age? Like, was that the grade y'all was in? And then it's like, shit. The one girl, the main like student. Yeah, she ain't even live there. Yeah, like her, we, her we mom just, ain't live there. Move back, and her mom's happened to be the one who like didn't really like do you dirty, but she didn't warn you neither. So it was like you really ain't had beef with her, but the rest of their kids, I kind of got. It was it was. A couple plot holes for sure, but overall, like I said, that shit was a solid seven, seven and a half for me. It was entertaining all the way through because you didn't really know what was going on in the beginning. You know what's crazy? I shit? liked it. I went and seen that shit yesterday morning, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I mean, it's relatively early. Called an early matinee. And like yeah. I seen the preview and everything. So when I sat down in the movie and shit, yeah. and it started, I was like, am I in the right movie? <laughs> Cause you know what I'm saying, yeah, like yeah. it didn't. It, I'm like, is this the right move? Yeah. I'm like, did I walk into the wrong yeah. theater? Cause we don't see her for a long time. And like it was Octavia just Spencer. It was yeah. just like regular white shit. Yeah. And then it took a minute for me to see the group of kids. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, okay, this is it, it. Built it up a little bit. I'm thinking like, I think I walked into the wrong. And I didn't. The mom. I don't know her name, but yeah, she's yeah. she in been a in lot. shit. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't remember seeing her in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. No, I uh, I thought too. That once they revealed, oh, so stop time out. It was good, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. We start this shit off with all spoilers, nigga. We oh, get, hey, like, uh, like, we ain't getting no warning, no nothing. <laughs> hey, spoiler alert! If you ain't seen my <laughs> nigga, uh, rewind and fast forward this bitch, nigga. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck y'all, nigga. Ain't get no chance to. <laughs> no, nigga. That's how we finna start doing. We coming in the studio, on we press 10. and record, and we on ten, nigga. Fuck y'all. Dog, let me tell you about the way I just seen this nigga uh, prepare for his death at 7-Eleven, bro. <laughs> I'm about to tell you what this nigga put on the counter, bro. He was in front of me, and I have a picture for confirmation. My nigga, dog had three Four Locos, Mm-mm-mm. six Natty Ices, and two Steel Reserves, nigga. No. The total for that nigga shit was twenty six twenty five. <laughs> was Ronnie waiting outside for him? <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> My nigga finna die for twenty six twenty five, nigga. It's a Rodney nigga that stay across. He be out there every day. Yeah. I don't know why he be there. Yeah. Like all year round. Yeah. Oh, and then the nigga, <laughs> he snapped on Shorty because he was like, uh, she kept saying it was twenty six twenty five, and he kept telling her to give him the four digit as well, nigga. And nigga was like, play fifty two or fifty two fifty five. For today and tomorrow, and no, he kept saying it twenty six twenty five. That's <laughs> it. He like fifty two twenty five. Today and tomorrow. And he kept saying it, but the bitch never rang it up. So then he was like, I said fucking 5625 or whatever the fuck, nigga. But yeah, dog about to die for a smooth $26. And I had to tell somebody because I am a witness to that nigga's death. Um, but yeah, man, I really enjoyed my, I thought it was, it was different. It was, even though they kind of stole, have you watched that movie or that uh, series on, I think it's Hulu, um, The Act. Have you looked at that? The act about old girl that's in a wheelchair, her mama taking care of her. No, I don't fuck with Hulu. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's it's a it's based on a real story. Um, but anyway, that little part with Ma and her daughter, and her daughter actually not being sick at all. Spoilers, like a motherfucker. We are giving this shit away. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that whole shit with her daughter not really being sick that came directly from the act. But um, yeah, man. If y'all ain't seen Ma, go see it. It's worth it. Pull up on a matinee or something. Go check it out with your shorty or your dude. It's definitely a good movie. I rocked with it. I thought the shit was alright. Jay rocked with it. The shit's something to see. Um, I don't like how that bitch took a, a gut. I mean, a, a, I don't want right, to ruin it too much. Fuck it, man. Nah, these niggas gonna take a knife to the back and just walk the fuck off slowly. Yeah, like, bitch, yeah. who the fuck you think you is? Why they they did that cop dirty as shit though? Yeah. Dog, I did there. That was probably my the part that like shocked me the most because I ain't think they I was knew finna bust was about that. To pop. I knew something was finna happen to him, but I thought like maybe they was gonna like knock him out, capture him, time up with the rest of them niggas. They but got dead in like, that nigga body, dog. Like damn, black woman shot a white cop. What are we gonna do? I mean, <laughs> damn, damn, Nas nice and genuine. You owe me, nigga. Uh, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Say what's your price? Mm. All right, uh, shit. Was some other shit at the movies 
some other. I feel like nigga, the preview for Annabelle. Oh, I'm in that bitch. Nigga. I'm in that bitch. And I'm not. Even I love like, all the Conjuring series, nigga. I'm not even like a big. Oh, it's a scary movie. Yeah. Let me go see it. Cause like I'm, I am that nigga. I don't think movies are scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like. Scary movies don't. It's not my thing. I yeah. don't dislike it. I ain't scared of them. But yeah. like, since I don't think they're scary, it ain't like a whole bunch of yeah interesting shit. But this shit look good. So man. I'm I. Right, so I'm gonna give you a couple pieces. One, I'm a scary movie fiend. I love them bitches. They don't scare me no more. I just feel like the tension that's in scary movies, that, that suspense. It I, I dig that. And you know, a normal movie ain't going. That's my favorite fucking genre. I yeah. love scary movies. But then with Annabelle. So did you ever see The Conjuring? Nope. The very the Conjuring fir- of Emily Rose or something? No, no, no. Oh. It's just called The Conjuring and then The Conjuring 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I remember. Yeah. I remember. So the, the first Conjuring is where Annabelle got introduced. So I need to go watch that shit. She's, I'm going to say it like this, nigga. Now, obviously, the movie ain't, the new Annabelle ain't out. She didn't had two movies before. Um, The first one was kind of trash. The second one was good. This third one looked really good. But the appearance of Annabelle in the first Conjuring is scarier than either one of the movies she didn't have released so far, nigga. Mm. And Annabelle is in that bitch for like 10 minutes. Nigga, I was in the theater like, mm-hmm. the fuck <laughs> is you looking at, nigga? Like, dog. The, but the first Conjuring is actually one of my top five scary movies ever. So it was crazy. She's good. Shit. I mean, when that shit came out, like, I used to have a... So, all right. <laughs> if one of you niggas mentioned this to me in the street, uh, there's no I can fight. Um, <laughs> so when I was younger, like I thought I was gonna be a ventriloquist. I had a fucking, <laughs> I had a fucking Charlie McCarthy doll. <laughs> Yo, I ain't know where this nigga Jay was going. I swear to God, I was sitting here waiting on the plot twist, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I had a fucking Charlie McCarthy now with the little monocle and shit, the little top hat. And I was like, I thought I was going to be a ventriloquist. I was cold with the shit for a good two months. Until, well, for a while and shit. But like when all them scary movies and the Chuckies and shit like that, that shit never fazed me. Like I never, yeah. I wasn't never scared of the dials and no shit like that. So I wasn't never like scared. I was a demented little kid. Like <laughs> I'm, I used to watch Freddy Krueger and be laughing. Chucky was also real funny to me. The only movie that kind of fucked Freddy me up Kruger in real was life. Freddy Krueger was low key comedy, dog. Freddy Krueger was fucking comedy. Like if you bro. watch it right now, like I don't, they didn't. Fam. I think it, it was meant to be a comedy. Freddy Krueger might have been the wittiest nigga in movies. And it was like some Looney Tunes sound effects yeah. type shit that be going on sometimes. Dog, that nigga, shout out to Robert England. Rest, rest in peace to him, man. That nigga was funny as fuck. Uh, his timing, like he had comedic timing, nigga. Freddy Krueger was the shit. Um, it was the only movie that fucked me up as a it kid. It was kind of scary. It fucked me up as a kid, bro. It was kind of scary. I was a kid, kid. Was, so this was probably yeah. what got me. I watched the movie in South Carolina, I mean, I'm sorry, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Tennessee, is my uh, my my father's family is from. My, my granddad got a farm down there. Okay, and it was this. So at my grandfather's house, it was this uh, statue. Um, it was like a head, and it was they told us a story about some headless horseman and shit mm. and running and like we living on a farm and this yeah. horse and shit like that. So it was just real spooky. It's the environment that yeah. kind of add to it. Yeah. And they used to like take us to, to the younger kids. They'll go. We'll run to the to the graveyard and run through the graveyard at night and shit. Yeah. I don't know why we do shit like that, but around this all, lit. all this spooky time and then we watch that shit. It was yeah. it, it just gave me a real spooky feel. Like so the reason it fucked me up one the movie itself was scary. Like it was just it was a creepy movie as a little kid. 
but my uh my cousin Karen, rest in peace to my baby, uh, she used to lock me in the basement and put it on TV, like the tape, because we had recorded it when it came on TV. It was a uh mini series. So she would turn the tape on and then lock me in the basement in the dark. Now my little <laughs> dumbass, I never cut on a light. I never just went upstairs and like knocked on the door for somebody else in the house to let me out. I used to just sit in the basement and fucking cry and be afraid of it for four hours, nigga. That's a four-hour miniseries, and I used to sit there scared as fuck the whole time, man. Uh, shit, let us know what y'all favorite scary movie is, the movie that fucked y'all up. I've never been to the circus because of it. Really? Like, I don't, I've never been. Nigga, it's funny. My, uh, my mom last summer had some cousins in town. And my mom played hooky from work. I want my, my Charlie McCarthy doll at. And look, my mom texted me. She like, hey, you want to meet us at the Universal Circus? I said, nigga, you want to die? I'm not coming to that motherfucking hellhole, nigga. Yo, the only circus in town, no. Fit, fuck that. And I still ain't going, nigga. Universal, kiss my ass. Um, Shout out to them niggas. But nah, you will never catch Ant down there, bro. And I ain't even really scared of like I seen the the it that came out last year when they redid it. I didn't watch it. I seen it. Um, I'm excited about like the one some alien shit or some shit. Or yeah, that's what it is. Nah, um, I'm not interested in that shit. I'm excited about the one because they so part two was the one where they get into it, and that comes out I think this September or July something like that. So I'm excited about it, but no, I'm not going to no fucking circus, nigga. You trying to catch? Have so me catch it's, the so it's a part two to it. Yeah, so they it split again. the movies up. It's when they was little kids and then More when they adults. Because when they adults is when niggas get in their bag. And that's when everybody start like, all right, nigga, now you got to. Now it's it, it, nigga. Now it's it, apostrophe S. Not this motherfucker, nigga. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Ma, go check out Ma. Uh, Welcome. Go check out Annabelle. Give me that. Girl, give me that. And you know what? A big hearty what up, though. <laughs> and welcome to This Week in Culture, episode 46. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. Otis Perry, the pizza guy. And I got my nigga in the building with me. Jay, what up, though? What up, though? Man, Jay Johnson, one half of all that other shit. And, uh... I'm call me Duda. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we review Showtime's The Shy episode eight. Uh, this was a good fucking episode. I felt like man. I enjoyed this episode, bro. I enjoyed like forty five percent of it. Ah, sixty five. Ah, okay. Well, at least we raised that percentage. Um, I mean, like, so in real life, it was. I mean, we we know we know why we know like why it. nigga did. But you know what's funny. <laughs> We that nigga gave me so much material <laughs> that I had to be like, yo, I'm not mad at nothing that's happening no more, dog. So we're going to get into that review of the episode in a minute, man. Uh, but before we do that, as usual, we're going to jump into all our uh, cultural greatness. Uh, I want to start with a rest in peace to Frank Lucas. Did you peep that he passed? I did. Yeah, man. I, I, and that's exactly why I wanted to start with that. To catch the expression this nigga Jay just made. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> Y'all ain't see this nigga face in the stew. It is fucking hilarious. I'm just saying, fam. Like, I mean, you told. You a hey, rat. man. That nigga ratted on a lot of fucking cops. I ain't mad at that. He ratted I mean, on some other niggas yeah. we know about. I don't care um, about you telling on the cops. Yeah, yeah. The cops is... More important than all that, that nigga gave me... Uh, Block that shit, nigga. Mm-hmm. And that's because if it was alpaca, wasn't, alpaca, nigga. And he made me scared to wear a chinchilla, nigga. Not that I was ever wearing one, but now I'm scared that if I rock one, I'm going to fucking prison. So uh, rest in peace to fucking Frank Lucas, nigga, the the OG turned state's witness. Uh, do 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 do. I don't like niggas who like rats. <laughs> Niggas be praising Nino Brown. Nino Brown's a fucking Nino rat. Nino Brown dog. was the biggest fucking rat, nigga. He told on Kareem, man. Kareem Akbar. Fucking Muslim John brother. Gotti. Ratting on niggas. All these niggas is ratting. Niggas, why do niggas love Gotti, bro? I've never understood that shit. Um, Meek Mill has been granted a new hearing in front of a new court, and he gets a new fucking judge. Shout out to Meek Mill, and good luck to that brother when he go to court, man. Hopefully that nigga can get off probation. It is weird that that nigga spent like 75% of his life on probation, dog. And that's a lot. I spent uh, yeah, probably a total of two years on probation in two different situations. Man, they let me off my probation and like, I paid the niggas the money up front. <laughs> and so they was like, you don't got to come no more. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. My, uh, my second crazy, time on probation was cool because I didn't have no terms. It was some shit that happened in Michigan, but I was living in Atlanta. So the judge was lenient enough to be like, do not get a trouble. He was like, nigga, if you get a parking ticket, you will be back in this court and we going to bust your ass. But he was like, because you don't live here. He was like, don't get in trouble for a year. Sit the fuck down. So I was like, cool. I cleaned up. I ain't drink for that a year. So stupid. But my first time on probation, don't nigga, get I was, a parking ticket because hey, that means I'm a menace to society. Fuck out of here. No, I wasn't fucking with it, nigga. But uh, yeah, man, hopefully me get a better deal this time around. Uh, and he can get the fuck off probation before he die. Cause nigga, <laughs> if you just spend seventy five percent of your life on probation, nigga, that's, like in real life, I want him to be able to get off of probation so he can move. Facts, like get go, the go fuck ahead, out ahead, of Philly, move, dog. move to L A, move where to, everybody else at, move to New York, move wherever Khaled at, nigga. I feel like being around Khaled is putting niggas in the right energy. You see Big Sean out here. Yeah, I don't know if you want to move to Miami though. That may not be the spot. Eh, it's uh, because you know where I, he. Gonna, yeah, you know yeah. Did he live on the same street as Khaled too? Though is yeah. Diddy Big Sean and he be with Puff a lot too. So, but yeah, I agree. L A. probably a better spot. Puff and, ain't at the clubs like that. And you know what though? And, All the music is in L A. right now, so you can get out there and really focus. Or Miami man. too, but Miami like, too. But if you're trying to get away from trouble, like I don't suggest that you go to Miami. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Either way, man, me hold your head. Shout out to you, uh, and good looks on keeping that pressure on the system, man. Hopefully that nigga gets off probation soon. Uh, what else I got? Um, shout out to Minnesota Vikings. Chief Operating Officer Kevin Warren. He will be the Big Ten's first black commissioner. Um, we out here setting history, man. Uh, again, he already the COO of the Minnesota Vikings NFL team, but he will be the first Big Ten Conference commissioner of African-American descent. And he's the first black commissioner of a Power Five conference. So that's Big Ten, 12, Pac-12, all them niggas. So what do you think about uh, when people point out that they're the first black the first black do you think that that diminishes them a little bit 
you know or, what? I got like a love hate relationship with. So I think I had a love hate relationship with it until this weekend, and I'm gonna shout her out right now. Shout out to my dog Noel Abdul Rahim, the first African American woman partner. African-American female partner of Price Waterhouse Cooper in Atlanta's office. So I saw that, I saw um, that on my timeline. It flooded. That's yeah, yeah. Cause she got all, a lot of love. On my she timeline. got a lot of love and it's well deserved, man. She's fucking brilliant, dog. She she obviously she she down there doing work, man. She taking care of her kids. She living life. Shout out to my dog Noel. Um, but literally, it wasn't until that moment that I ever even really cared about some of these like first black. Cause like I like shit like first black something that hasn't been done like in thousands of years and shit like like because now it's like a thing yeah and it's not even the first black so over the weekend anthony joshua got knocked the fuck out right he got folded he got beat up and it was like by a fat mexican first mexican heavyweight heavyweight yeah he's not like did we i mean andy ruiz shout out to you yeah but did we forget john ruiz because Roy Jones beat him up and took his belt and became yep. heavyweight champ. That's like, literally how Roy Jones became light heavyweight champ. Heavyweight champ. Oh, was it heavyweight? Yeah. I he, thought it was light heavyweight. Okay. That's how he got his belt at heavyweight because he got been, he been 175. Either way, fuck that nigga up. He beat him. Gave that man a lot of jabs. So I was like, uh, yeah. how does this work? Because everybody wants that distinction yeah. because it's it comes with when I'm the Yeah, fuck. yeah. You put some extra weight on it. Yeah, but like I don't like that shit sometimes. Unless yeah. it's like... Well, I don't know. I swear, I had I said love hate relationship because like when it's somebody personal and you be so happy for them, be like, yeah, yeah. And that's I think for me, like this was with my dog Noel. This was the first time that I could personalize it, and it felt different than it because normally I look at shit and it be basic and it don't. I don't necessarily think it diminishes it, but it also doesn't like get a rise out of me. Like oh shit! But then when I read that, I'm like, dog, I got niggas. At- like, how do you think? Because like. If I'm a I'm a prestigious something another mm-hmm. right, and I hire my first black, like I think people be looking at my company different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been looking at the Big Ten different. Like, dog, how many, how how long the Big Ten been around? How yeah. long has college football been around? You know what I'm saying? And like, so why exactly you thought a black man couldn't run this before? Like I, I, mean, I start looking at y'all differently, like. Like what? Well, wait a minute. It's was the Barack same Obama sort of the, like was was Barack the first capable black man who can think can run the country? Like nah, fam. So I so kind of to that point, bringing up Barack, Barack being the first black president, uh, first president of color, period, in the U.S. That to me, I look at and I say major because what you had to do, like you were co- overcoming something that we know for a fact has been racially run and like like it has been a white man's world with intention nigga for the entire fucking uh 44 presidents prior to barack so i'm like all right you actually had to like defeat something and i'm like you defeated something that really wasn't defeated because racism still exists like a motherfucker and uh racial politics existed his entire two terms but still a big ass feat um but shout out to dog in the Big Ten, Kevin, whatever. I just deleted the picture, so I ain't going back. But that nigga black and that mm-hmm. shit major. Um, I've been getting a lot of fucking hits, and we gonna do it. I want to address it right now though. When they see us, Ava DuVernay's Netflix special. I think we should give it to him next week. I've not sat down and watched a minute of it. I'm not ready for it yet. I, so all right, 
let's get into that. Let's let's evoke a little bit of that emotion because I'm seeing a lot of that on the timeline where folks is like, I ain't even ready to sit with it. My man actually wrote, shout out to my dog Noah, uh, rest in peace, his pops. He wrote last night. He started watching the first 15 minutes and he said he cut it off because his pops just died. And he said, nigga, 15 minutes in, I realized I was not in the emotional space to watch this fucking series. Like I'm I am 100. I'm going to watch it. Right? Yeah, yeah, facts. I'm 100 percent sure we will watch it and y'all will get a review. I'm 100 percent sure it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Right. And Ava DuVernay, she's like excellent. Everything. I know she did her thing. Like, why we keep doing this to ourselves? Because like this is like so. Like when I watched the Trayvon shit, yeah, yeah. like I cried watching that shit. Yeah. And like I put myself through that. Yeah. I lived it, right? Yeah. Then I put myself through it again. Like why? Yeah. I um, I cried through the uh, shout out to Ava DuVernay again. Um, Thirteen, I cried, and then switch it over to Hove. Their documentary on Khalif Browder. Browder, yeah. I cr- and Khalif Browder. Even, I didn't even finish all six. So the reason that I would suggest watching all six, if you have the capacity to do the shit, it's still on my DVR. Them last couple were so like, and I know I follow Khalif Browder's story since it was happening. Like I actually knew about that because I caught it in uh, New York Times, and I knew about it as it was happening. So I was very excited to see that six part documentary. Nigga, I couldn't have imagined how emotional watching that six-part documentary would make me, knowing as much as I already knew. Like, I knew the details. I knew about his passing. I knew when he committed suicide. I knew that his mom had died. Like, I knew all of this going in, and it still fucking tore my ass up. This trauma that we be putting ourselves through, um, I don't, like, it. all that energy goes somewhere. And, like, that's why we be having post-traumatic stress syndrome or post-traumatic slave syndrome. Because, like, none of this stuff, like, it's just a lot, man. Yeah, just, I agree. Like, it's a lot. Um, For me, at this particular age, yeah, because yeah. I've seen so much, like, I get it. It's probably dope for, like, younger individuals or uh, white folks yeah. who don't know what time it is out here. But, like, man, like, we watch all this stuff all the time, or it's a slave movie or something, which be great pieces. Yeah. And it invoke everything that we already know and how we want things to be. Like, but we ain't the ones that you should preach that shit to. Like, y'all watch this shit and y'all feel fucked up about it because I've been watching stuff my whole fucking life and been feeling fucked up about it. And now that I'm in this fucked up place, now what you want me to do? Because you're going to make me angry. So. And what I'm supposed to do with this anger now? Where. All right. So you you kind of you kind of bringing up a point. So the I believe she was the prosecutor, um, the white lady. Can't I was trying to pull her name up, uh, my phone tripping, shout sprint. Uh but anyway, the her name's like Linda Feinberg or some shit like that. We'll pull it up, we'll get y'all some accurate details. But uh or Lauren Feinberg or something. It's some with a L and some Jewish ass last name. Anyway, the prosecutor that put uh the five young men in prison knowingly doing that shit while they were innocent, um, and she knew they were innocent. Uh, she has been receiving hell since last Friday. She was harassed so much online uh, that she took her social medias down. So her Twitter, her Instagram, Facebook, all that. She removed those. Um, so shout out to everybody that got in her fucking DMs and on her timelines and all that. And then uh, now there are petitions to have her removed 
from like the board of all these different organizations and schools she had, and then it's petitions to have her books removed out of Barnes and Noble. Hey, listen, dog. Here's my thing, though. Hold up, hold up. Here's my thing. I love the energy that we on right now. I cancel the bitch, get all her shit removed. She evil. She terrible. But this is my thing, dog. We gotta stop with the proactive fucking shit or with the reactive shit. Pardon me. Um, we gotta start being more proactive, nigga. This is not a new case. This shit is 30 years old. I get that social media wasn't a thing back then in 1989, but nigga, social media been a thing since they announced Ava DuVernay was doing this shit. And we waited till the fucking premiere to start being on her head. That bitch never should have had a book. We should have been got our shit off the shelves. We should have been on our neck. Like, dog, we can't keep fucking waiting on niggas to tell us we got the green light. Just go, nigga. Listen, dog. Fire off on these hoes. And I mean this with everything in me mm-hmm. don't send me no fucking petition for nothing else in life i'm not signing <laughs> that shit it don't fucking matter you can write whoever the fuck you want to write you can sign whatever digital shit you want to write yeah. they be like sign this petition let's to see if Walmart. like nigga if a nigga sign nigga came up this bitch right now with one million signatures on the paper that said jay stop making shop talk podcast i'm gonna say <laughs> suck my dick like you can't make me do nothing. I don't give yeah. a fuck how many people you get to put a put some shit on a piece of paper. I can't make white people like black people. Facts. I can't I cannot Big make people facts. who don't like me like me. And I'm not fought to fucking try no more. Yeah. I'm just not gonna you don't fucking exist to me. I'm not gonna give you no energy. You yeah. just don't fucking exist to me. Or this is a big or this yeah. is what you can do if you're tired of people doing shit to you. You can attach some real consequence for that. Yeah. Now you can either fight monetarily or you can fight by actually fighting. Like <laughs> like like you want to make a motherfucker think twice before they say some ignorant shit yeah. to another person. Now, I don't know if that's the best idea for you or not. All I'm saying is only two things is going to change. Yeah. Physically beating the shit out of somebody, war, hitting them in that pocket. I mean, what's the name of the motherfucking show? Um Damn, what was the, the the New York niggas and had a TV something to Jesus and Meryl? No, no, no. It was a YouTube TV show that signed a thing with Hove. Um, it was like uh, the name of it was like something in money. Money and violence. Mm, That's what it was. I forgot about that shit. Money and violence. Damn. Money and violence. Those is the only two things that hold weight in this entire mm. world. Ain't nobody, ain't no country yeah. ever solved no conflict without money or violence. Yeah. That's it. Ain't no petition going to do that shit. You're not about to appeal to somebody's human heart and be like, you know what? <laughs> I think slavery's wrong. No, it's either going to be money or violence. And you got to pick which side of the table you want. Is you ready to be violent? Be violent. But you got to be ready what comes to that, uh, with that. And if you want to speak with your money, then do that. But it's only two options. Don't yeah. send me no fucking digital shit because what you're really doing is giving somebody information about me and all my accounts. And you now you know <laughs> I'm affiliated with this cause. You you add me to a fucking watch list and you don't even fucking know it. Yeah, I think uh, I think with the whole trying to get her books removed out of Barnes and Noble and off Amazon and shit, obviously that will. It'll hit her pockets, but here's my thing, and this is why I'm like, yo, we got to stop being so fucking reactive and be more proactive. Nigga, her books have been out. These books have been on shelves. So, like, removing them now, it wasn't like niggas was finna watch this and then go buy her books. going to Barnes and Nobles? 
Facts. Yeah, I'll be at Barnes and Noble, but all I do is go in there, uh, snap pictures of magazine you workouts. Wanna, you want to take Amazon? You want to take the off of Amazon? You want to take it off Apple man. Books? Like, fuck out of here, though. I don't, Yo, I don't care about that shit, man. I went on a fucking Barnes and Noble date because somebody told me like a bookstore date is a good idea and shit. Uh. But then we went and it was fun. It was interesting to see Shorty like the shit she interested in. But then I wanted to buy her a book, but I ain't gonna lie. As we was like walking through the aisles and looking at different shit, she would mention interest in a book and then I'll look it up on Amazon and it was like significantly cheaper. <laughs> so then I didn't want to buy her the shit. So I would tell her like, oh man, that book ain't even shit. That book trash. <laughs> and then I ordered it off Amazon and gave it to her later and shit. But it was just like, yeah. Like, you know nigga. what? I thought about it. Fam, it was this one book she looked at. I swear to God, it was $12 in Barnes and Noble. I looked it up on Amazon. That <laughs> shit was a dollar. I was like, I'm not buying that. That's why Sorry, I said, who the fuck is going to Barnes Like, I'm not doing it. But uh, yeah, man, we got to start hitting these motherfuckers. So you remember when, and this was like 15, 20 years ago, when OJ had written his book. I got it. I, I, uh, I literally have a copy of the book that didn't come out. I have a copy yeah, of it. So that book, it was called uh, if, I if I Did It. And that was a book that he wrote after the trial and after the murders and all that shit happened. And uh, I got it digitally. I sent it to you. So send me that, please. I will absolutely read that tonight. He did that. Um, but when OJ wrote If I Did It and he did that interview on Fox that came out like a year or two ago where he basically described the whole shit but kept saying I mean hypothetically uh, the book didn't come out because niggas went at it like fam you're not releasing it I remember this shit to the T yeah. like I remember yeah. I remember when the special was the first about yeah. to come out and yep. it got cancelled like it, ca- it they cancelled the book like two days two days before the release before it came nigga out. I was in Alabama like literally like 30 minutes from the bookstore down there by my grandma crib and I was ready to get it and then when they cancelled it I got mad I was obsessed with that case as a little kid like as most people were but like us nigga, being so young peep this nigga yeah. <laughs> that's why I would never forget the OJ Chase yeah because it happened during the NBA Finals. Sam. When Houston was on. I was at my aunt's crib looking at this shit. I don't know what I did, but Man. I was in trouble. <laughs> and I was on punishment. And my dad said, you can't watch television, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the OJ chase was on. Yeah. So I turned that shit on. And I was watching that shit and fell asleep. And then the nigga came <laughs> in the room. But I was like, dad. <laughs> but like, look, OJ. Yeah. <laughs> It saved me though But this was So the reason I bring that OJ book up If I did it It didn't come out It didn't hit shelves Yeah later in life You might have fucking Got the shit digitally Somewhere Like Jay did But In general The book was not Fucking formally released Like it had been planned on My point With the whole chick From uh, The Central Park 5 And that prosecutor lady we got to get on these niggas' heads before they release the books. We got to get on these niggas' heads before they profit off our fucking blood, before they profit off our damn incarceration, before they profit off our fucking pain. Jay's showing me the uh, digital copy of the OJ book right now. Like, we got to do this shit ahead of time. So, for instance, it's niggas out here. What Hove said, y'all kill X, let Zimmerman live. Streets is done. That nigga Zimmerman out here selling the gun he killed Trayvon with for fucking $4,100. Listen, man. Like, this, nigga, this get a, on these niggas' head. They out here now. We don't got to wait till a fucking movie come out before we jump on their head, nigga. That's my whole point, dog. All right, this is unpopular. And I didn't always think of this. I didn't always think this way. Yeah. And I I, I, I understand the vein that Hove said, like, you know, Zimmer out here walking around yeah. free and all this shit. And, uh, that's Trayvon Daddy's job. Oh, to go kill that man? Yeah. Like, I, I can't put that shit on nobody else. I can't be like, 
oh, you a gangster who live in in South Camden or North Camden, yeah. New Jersey, or some shit. Yeah. You should go kill Zimmerman, nigga. That's your that's your son, fam. You don't don't nobody don't nobody need to go kill him yeah. or shoot him, but you. And like, because yeah. if you want somebody else to do it, well, nigga, that's his father. And mm. like, they call. I watched that. The I watched this yeah, documentary, yeah. right? And yeah. I'm like, damn. Like a nigga killed your son, and then they called you and brought that nigga outside and said, "Hey, fam, just don't come outside." Yeah. What? And then you look out the window and he's standing over the spot he killed your son in. Yeah. And he, he not in handcuffs. Yeah. They ain't, let that man walk. Ain't amount of money that you could have paid me not to go out there and handle my fucking business. And I can't tell nobody else in this fucking world that they should do it too. Yeah. Until he do it. Yeah. Or him pay some, like I can't I can't put that responsibility on another person. I understand yeah. where it comes yeah. from. But like if it's that tough, then that nigga need to do it. And and my my point with the streets is done shit or streets is dead nigga, you can't fucking have like dog. There are injustices that are happening to people of color left and right day by day since the beginning of fucking time in this country. And again, the Central Park Five is thirty years old. That just, was nineteen eighty nine. Y'all wait until this week after the fucking I series just, come out. I just watched a video on Facebook and on Instagram yeah. of a cop who beat the shit out of a kid, yeah. swole his fucking eyes up yeah. and got off. And his daddy was in the courtroom like, that man beat my yeah. son. He crying like, no, y'all let him off. He beat my son. Then they show a video yeah. of the police officers talking like, oh, such and such. He's like, I didn't did a lot of stuff, but I ain't never beat a kid like that. Yeah. Like his own co-workers yeah. got caught on audio talking about how bad he fucked them up yeah. and and that's what i'm saying it's cops out here it's prosecutors out here it's ada's out here it's fucking uh people so are you familiar with the story of uh kendrick johnson yes and valdosta yeah so i just read earlier today shout out to his parents um actually when was the 31st may 31st his parents uh they refiled a suit against the funeral home saying that they removed organs from his body to influence the investigation. They always right? removed organs from his body. It, but in this case, they did it. And it put, like, literally. Yeah. You know, the, they stuffed him with newspaper. They did all that. But in this case, what, what they're saying is that it was done to influence the investigation and not show what had actually been done to kill him. Uh, when he was found dead in shout a wrestling match at school. Shout out to Jenny. You know, she do that shit. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. When shout out to the homie. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, nigga, we always. That's normal. That yeah. Like, yeah. But, but, um, when the internet hit, get a hold of it, it was like, they did what? Yeah, yeah. Cause we don't always know that. But yeah. his death in general, that big ass kid, rest in peace to him, was, he ain't just fucking jump in a damn wrestling mat and suffocate to death. Like, and we know that. So his it's parents impossible. just reopened the suit. It's impossible. Family. So, so, all right. So that's how I went out, nigga. Here is my motherfucking point I right here. Like, I got what? Kendrick Johnson, Valdosta, Georgia. His parents is out here fighting for their motherfucking son's life and his legacy. Go help him. Go fucking. Do whatever, uh, protest in front of the prosecutor there, the ADA there, whoever the fuck, the funeral home. I don't give a fuck who y'all go get, but go get them niggas now before they write a book, before they profit off it, before they do whatever the fuck they do. The sheriff's in the damn Valdosta. Valdosta racist as fuck. I lived in Georgia. I know all about Valdosta State. I used to be up that way. They terrible fucking people over there, most of them. 
Nigga, it's plenty of opportunity right now to go up to the fucking Valdosta, to go to their courts, to go to their fucking, and do some shit now. We ain't got to wait till them niggas got a book on the shelves that they've been selling for 30 fucking years, and then we come back and Ava DuVernay did a movie, and now we like, oh shit, we got to kill them on social media, nigga. Like, no, nah, dog, we got the opportunity right now. Y'all niggas ain't got to keep waiting to fucking get the green light. Y'all got it, nigga. We black in America. We got a, a green light. To do whatever, nigga. It's a green light on us, too. Um, yeah, facts, nigga. But it's, we came over here with a green light on us, nigga. All right, man. One more topic before we get into this shit, dog. Oh, yeah. fuck the shot, nigga. I got Blackberry letters. Okay, okay. Let's oh, I this. got them, nigga. Let's go. Let's go. So get into your topic. No, we get no, to these letters. I mean, the one shit you tell oh, me oh, okay. today, I want to I wanna get into hold this Hold up, hold up, hold up. So before we even get into that, uh, I got a couple submissions. Um, So first off, we're going to go with the letter from Nahomi in Texas, man. Shout out to her. She says, and if y'all want to submit a Blackberry letter, submit it on This Week in Culture's Instagram page. Uh, I do not have Facebook Messenger, so don't ever write me on anything there. And I ask that you submit it on the This Week in Culture Instagram page only because I don't need you hoes in my DM. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so the homie in Texas says, so I've strongly been considering dating outside my race. Uh, lately, due to the what lack race of race, are you currently? She's black. Don't do it. Sorry. Look, look. <laughs> and of, there's your the, answer. End of, end of letter. So uh, I've been strongly considering dating outside my race lately, due to the lack of luck I've been having dating with black men. I love black men dearly. I love everything about them, but I haven't been successful with dating in the last several years. I shared this information with close family member and was ridiculed a bit for even considering it. Because of this, I've been hesitant with dating outside my race at all. My family member was bothered because he knows how passionate I am about the struggles black men face, and he wanted to know who would be able to explain these struggles to the child I had if I were to date a child or if I were to have a child by a non-black man. This was a good point, and I've now been hesitant to date outside my race because of this. Help. I. Right. All right, I'll be. I mean, I can hit you with the anger and all the other shit, or like <laughs> that shit just weird to me. They know such a race. No, like specifically saying I'm done with black people. I want to look for a white man. Mm, I got you. I like, got you. I, or like I can understand. I don't even. I'm going to marry a black woman. Yeah, yeah, facts. Because I love black women. Ain't they great? We age like fine wine, don't they? Not like except I, you, motherfuckers that only smoke and drink liquor. Like y'all aging like outside uh, of that. I would just Flat hope pop. that you just out looking for a person that you're compatible with versus specifically saying yeah. the black, I'm having had luck with black folks. I'm going to go find them. Cause like white people is they just good morally people or yeah. something. Is that what every like, so that's always been my sense literally to the T date who makes sense for you. If that person's black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever the fuck, I don't care personally. Cause I'm not involved, but date who's for you. I know for me, my wife will be a black woman. That's me. Because of that, because I've known my wife will be a black woman since I was a fucking kid. I've never dated outside of black women because I know it's no fucking point, right? Like, why would I, if I know the end goal and I know what this looks like at the end, even if I don't necessarily know who it is, but I know what it looks like, why would I waste time outside of that? I so would, that's me. But date who you fucking like. I just man. also want to point out that all most of your relationships will fail. Big facts. Like by default, it's designed. All of them that way. do, except that one. Except the and one even that, that you, one might. Yeah. Down except the, road. the time you get married, yeah. every other relationship that you had yeah. is going to fail. And even these husbands and wives is out here sucking dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, so ultimately, 
if you have a string of bad, and this is not her to her per se. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In general, if you have a string of bad relationships yeah. and you always seem to get the short end of the stick, right? There's one common denominator in all those relationships. You. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you, your personality, yeah. how you act, how you interact with stuff, how you handle difficulties, how you change or adapt to or lack the lack there the lack thereof of yeah. it. If you're the constant in every equation, then it's possibly something going on with you. Not yeah. saying like you're a bad person or anything yeah. like that, but sometimes we just got the or it's like why am I attracted to this type of thing? Right. Maybe there's something going on like why cuz I you only date who you attract. And you, I, um, you 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 are taking and accepting of something that you don't like yeah. over and over again. So to that point uh and and to answer the homie's inquiry, man. Um if you find somebody you like and you look across the table and that person is black, phenomenal. Right. If you find somebody you like and you look across the table and that person is not black, fuck and no little, disrespect to your family member. A little less phenomenal. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it might not be phenomenal. It might not be what Dr. King died for. It might not be what uh Barack ran about. You know what I'm saying? It might not be what Michelle did the fucking fitness shit for with the kids, but you still found somebody you fuck with who fucks with you back. And that's most important. I don't agree with being unhappy with somebody black. Versus being happy with somebody not black. I mean, if you found somebody not black, and that's the thing, you can't predict that somebody not black means automatically you'll be happier, you'll be in a better situation. And like, that's my point. The white divorce rate ain't no higher or lower than the hey, black divorce rate. And guess rate. what? That white nigga might chop your motherfucking head off. So I need you to not think that Facts. they great. Uh, that Mexican nigga might have you over here, and next thing you know, he on papers, and now he got to go back, and now you over here married but single, nigga. So. In general, man, if you find somebody who you happy with, because that's the thing, date everybody. I don't give a fuck. Date you wanna, if you want to have children, and in this society, yeah, how would like so for me, yeah, I'm gonna have a, a, a either a black son or a black daughter, yeah, go out in this world and not have a black mom or a black dad, yeah, like how as the father. Cause certain, Could you explain that? Yeah. It's certain conversations that the father has to have, hey. right? It's certain conversations that the mother has to have. Because, like, if, if I married a white woman, how's hey. she going to tell her black daughter how to act in corporate America so, or how to maneuver through certain situations? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's impossible. So speaking fictionally and uh, speaking a little less about the, I guess, adulthood of it, but thinking more about just having a mixed-race son, when we was watching... Uh, uh, all American and Tay Diggs son was mixed. Mm -hmm. There were situations where his son didn't really understand what the fuck was going on. Cause Tay Diggs had hidden him from that. Mm -hmm. Cause he had sheltered him and made him think that that sort of shit wasn't existing because it doesn't affect you, but it does affect niggas who look like you. And my whole point is I would rather my child understand from both me and their mother why certain shit happens to people that look like you and if their mother can't explain that when i'm not around when i'm at work when i'm going through somewhere they just don't want to talk to me about yeah. it they want to go to their mom they mom need to be able to explain that let me let me clarify because i'm not saying like if you come from a mixed race family yeah. or whatnot like hey it is somehow, what it is yeah like you don't have the love or mm -hmm. you didn't have a that's not what i'm saying hey. i'm saying for me and how 
how I plan on doing things. Yeah. Like I would want my child in the best situation where I can think Possible. they can help. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So uh, I don't want to date outside my race yeah. because I want somebody who looks like me. Yeah. Um, I want like I there's a lot of struggle that black men face. Facts. Um, going out the house each day. Right? Facts. Like when the police get behind me, when I see that shit, unfortunately, I got a level of fear that I don't have anywhere else. Yep. I got this this drop this dropping in my heart. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I face all that shit. When I come home, I want to have a comp. Who gonna who gonna console me more than my other half? Did you ever see that movie, uh, Something New? With Sanaa Lathan where she dated the white dude. Yeah. She remember the scene when they was in the grocery store and they got into it because she was talking about the white boys at the plantation. And her dude was like, can we just have one night off like where we ain't talking about the white boys at the plantation? Because he had been cool, but then he had a bad day. And he like, I don't really feel like having my race of people be ridiculed right now. Like, I just want to chill. And it's like, unfortunately, because I, I, I understood his point. Because yeah. in general, you might be having your own bad day and you might not have the capacity to take in somebody else's. Because no matter but, how, how close y'all is, it's an internal shit that black people. Hey, we can say we, shit about white folks. Hey, that to us. That, that you won't know. understand. Yeah. And like when we say it, we know yeah. that there's it's like a it's a. And if I'm having my own bad day and my black girlfriend says the white boys at the plantation did something dirty today, even if my day has been fucked up and I don't really feel like doing that, I still know that whatever she talking about is important enough that I need to fucking listen, dog. Yeah. And he didn't understand that in that scene. So I do say that, man. If you do decide to date with uh, or outside of the Afro, Afro-American race, they do it with caution. And do it with understanding and patience, knowing that the person you're dating may not understand you. And you're going to have to do a lot of teaching that you wouldn't have to do with a brother, man. But also, don't give up on our brothers. Dog. I think that for a black woman, yeah, a traditional black woman, dating a white man, she got to make a lot of compromises Facts. in order to be in that relationship. Facts. So if you're going to go into something thinking you're going to make a lot of compromises, yeah. why don't you compromise with that black man? Compromise with a brother, dog. As long as he not like... Out here cheating or no yeah. thug or whatever y'all want to say. Why don't you compromise with him? And again, I say all that, but I will say if you know of a guy who's not black, don't who you're interested in. Yeah, don't just be like, fuck that. If you know it's a good dude out here who might not be black, but you're interested in him and he treats you well and you want well, to you see what? what's that up. Could be what that, could, that could be what she's talking about, and, right? And so that's kind of where I wanted to make sure we touched on is that because I at least told like, her. She could be like, well, damn, it is a lot of guys who I always thought was cute. Yeah, or, or nice like, or they treated me well. Yeah. But like, I never went down that road specifically because they were... Uh, outside of my race so you know in that in that particular situation i mean yeah and that's my thing if you got a guy in mind that you maybe you know uh but it do say like i'm not having no luck with these ones so i'm gonna go check the other ones yeah that shit kind of hurt my feelings and and that's my thing man like i've had you know how much non-luck i've had with black women but do you know how many fucking black women are out here, nigga? I ain't just stopped. But see, that go to thing, though. Yeah. Because men are the hunters. Yeah. We get rejected so many times. We used to that. We used to, yeah. oh, shit, that ain't going to work. We know. So we kind of just by nature know that you're going to fail more often than not. Facts. Women, I think, especially as they get into their 30s and start to realize, yeah. hey, this ain't really the old married and got a house and two kids by 30 that I thought 
and you start realizing, damn, nigga, what what if I got to explore another option to get what I thought I was supposed to get with this black man? You really don't. Like, to be a honey, I date who you want to date, fuck with who you want to fuck with. But if I'm keeping it a buck with you. It's a lot of niggas. That it's a turn. lot of niggas you ain't said yes to. It's okay. a lot of niggas you ain't talked to. It's a lot of niggas out there. And, again, you live in Texas. You live in the biggest fucking state other than California in this whole goddamn country. It's a nigga down there for you. I guarantee it, dog. So, that's me and Jay. That's a motherfucking piece. Find you a brother. I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm, I'm blacker than black and black, 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 y'all. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Shout out to the homie, man. I appreciate uh, you right now. Shout uh, out to you, man. So, right, so, I got another one that was kind of fun. But, and then we're going to get to that Emory shit. Then we get into the review, nigga. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to realize niggas ain't really fucking with the review. They fucking with this shit right here, nigga. At least till power come back, nigga. But uh, I. Right. So she wrote, shout out to the homie right here in the D. She wrote, uh, before we get into the text messages, short backstory. A friend of mine, a guy, he kept saying we need to meet face to face. We had talked for about an hour. A uh, half hour, it was a real good conversation, and decided we would go out that upcoming Wednesday. So Wednesday came, and he was a no-call, no-show. The text messages I sent you below, starting at his apology, are four days after he no-call, no-show. Uh, he did a, uh, oh boy, and uh, and um, insecure. Oh, the nigga ghosted, but he ghosted her before he was even like a human, nigga. Yeah. All right, so he says... Good afternoon, lady. First of all, stop dating niggas that say lady and like sweetheart and all that shit. Them niggas is 70 years old. But uh, he said, good afternoon, lady. I'm sorry for not reaching out to you, but I was so tired working these 12 hour days. I hope all is well. She said, I accept your apology. However, all you had to say was you needed to reschedule, um, especially if you knew that's what you needed. We just met. So I'll let you know now. Honesty and communication are extremely important. He says, I understand, and I'm big on communication. Are you at work now? She says, no, I'm not. He says, let's hook up. (laughs) She says, is that an invitation? He says, yes. She says, you didn't suggest anything or make a solid plan, so I didn't know if if I should take that as an invitation seriously. He said, why not? I get off at 11. Let's hook up. She said, our first date shouldn't be at 11 at night another day would be best he said okay what should she do and also she threw in this last piece he's 48 (laughs) (laughs) how old is this young lady uh i think she's around our age but i'm guessing okay but i think she's around our age is it is it um she she on a dry spell uh, I don't know. So because I don't know nothing about her, about like her. I say rhetorical. Yeah, that part of her. Like, yeah. Why you pressed over this nigga? Yeah. The nigga ghosted you for four days, and he sent one text, and you like, I accept your apology. Yeah. Damn, nigga. So I I think looking at kind of the tone that she took as they continued to text, I think she was just saying like, "Cool, you stood me up, but in general, yeah. if you're trying to holler, you gonna have to do better than that." Like he was first off. For you yeah, have, let's get to this, the no call, no show on the meetup. Like, first off, that's just rude. Facts. Because I value my time. Don't waste my time, dog. I, this, this is my Don't one valuable resource. Don't fucking time, I've been, I've, been, I've been no call, no show before. And I tell you what, nigga. <laughs> fool me once. Ooh. Shame on me. 
Fan. So you know what though? Because I, I thought that I same thing, George but then Bush I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get food again. I thought about it. We're men. When you no call, no show us, we're usually the one that put the play together, the one that asked you, the one that set it all up, the one that initiated it. So no call, no showing us. I started to think, like, does that feel different? Like, I know women are, like, upset when it happens, but I'm like, when it happens to us, do we feel, like, maybe a little more, Fam. like, pissed off? Four days. Yeah. Now, that that was my problem. You let four days go by before you said, now, and then you said, hey, lady, bitch. You 48. Uh, shoot the shit out of that nigga So, house. like, if it was the next day, mm-hmm. you can float that shit off. Like, man. I'm so I'm sorry. So sorry. I worked I've 12 hours. 12. I literally laid down and said, let me rest my eyes yeah. like an old nigga. I said, let me rest <laughs> my eyes. And I woke up and it was today. Yeah. And uh, I am so far. That sound like, like some 48-year-old shit. Like, too, I man. am so sorry. This is how you should have played this shit, right? I am so sorry. Um, and then she would have went to the I accept your apology. Communication is peace. I'm like, hey, are, are you at work now? No. Well, I would love to make it up for you. Can, we, can I take you out to dinner? And like make an official yeah. like yeah. I am sorry. Let me make up for this. Let me go. Let's take let's take you out to dinner, such yeah. and such. So you just hit on really all the points that should have been made. Acknowledge that you fucked up. Apologize for fucking up. Then present a fucking new idea, a new dating situation. Like, hey, I, I realize I fucked up. I fell asleep. I've been working. Because it's understand 12-hour shifts is hard, nigga. And if you've been working a couple of them, nigga, you tired. I understand that. But then more importantly, uh, if you say, yo, I fucked up. I realize I fucked up. I'm sorry about fucking up. But I would like to make up for that. And I would like to take you to dinner tonight, 12 o'clock or tomorrow, whenever the fuck. I'm glad she she like nigga. and she did say like nigga you ain't even come at me with a plan like first off yeah. nigga, is that an invitation yeah let's yeah. hook up because when you say that, when so you, I didn't like that's what I ain't like his when language you keep saying the term hook up like yeah. I'm not trying to so hook you trying up. to do fuck because if you if like trying to fuck if if the whole goal was just trying to fuck why yeah. you stand me up yeah because you could have got it for if if that's what yeah, you yeah. Th- if, if that's that what you think of me yeah you could have got that four days ago yeah you then, you bullshit nigga but like. But then she was like, well, hold on, nigga. Uh, I'm not about to meet up with you at no 11 o'clock. You get off at 11, so we're not going to hook up until, what, midnight? Yeah. You 48, nigga. You're going to be knocked the fuck out. And so that's my thing, too, man. Like, I get that nigga's a little older. Maybe he thinking because she's possibly a little younger, she's just going to go for anything or anything. But in general, dog, if... If you work until 11 and you want to link up with a girl and y'all ain't been out yet, y'all been talking on the phone, texting, but y'all ain't been out yet. 11 o'clock should not be the first time, first of all. If it don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, if she says, hey, I know you get off at 11, but we still hook up later or go somewhere later. Unless it's cool. like, unless it's, it's predetermined. Yeah. And it's not, and like, both parties know, like, hey, I'm not trying to get you yeah. out late so I can do some shit. I just work 12-hour shifts and I, be, I get off late. Or it's like, look, I've been working all day. When I get off work, I'm going up to this bar. I'm going to hit the such. bar, get a drink. I if would you, love to meet you. If there. you want to shoot out there, we yeah. can have a conversation. If you can see I'm a real person and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. shit. And then maybe we can talk it's about. It's somewhere public. You ain't got to be scary. You know what I'm saying? We going up to the bar. I be yeah. niggas there. We can discuss. Maybe and then we can set a date for. A, a, to go on a, an actual a date. date. Yeah. You know or say, yo, tonight, I don't get off till 11. I understand that's a bit late for us to be meeting for the first time. But. I am free this weekend, or I am free whenever the fuck you free. So, dog just played let's that real wrong though. if you're trying to holler. Well, let's just be real. He's just trying to fuck. No, no, no. The nigga married. 
Oh, this nigga got nigga a married? whole fucking family. I mean, when you're 48, I feel like you got great grandchildren. Like the nigga has a whole fucking family. Hey. Like he came at 11 p.m. old, and, and he could not. He, wife, he sleep. He first off, he has no game. We yeah, clearly facts. see that. He said, "Hey, lady." Any so nigga saying that what, shit. what actually happened is he couldn't finesse him way his way out of the house. Yeah. And he didn't can get to you, baby. I know we had plans. And he he know you can't bring that phone in the bedroom. <laughs> he went in the bathroom and texted that like, "Hey, Man. lady, I'm sorry." So when he can finally get out, it was whatever on that eleven yeah. o'clock. Like he got, he's got a whole fucking family, dog. Yeah. And four days later, them four days, that nigga son had Disney a recital. Yeah. Uh, fucking parent teacher conferences. Family, get, get, go, yeah. go, leave. Hey, and ladies, all right. He and again, make him a, like fuck we're you. assuming she's our age. Uh, me and Jay, mid to late thirties. So we're assuming she in that window. If she's a little older or younger, our bad. We don't know. We don't like to assume a woman's age, but in general, because she could be like forty eight. Yeah, we just yeah, yeah. or she could be twenty five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't trying to get on that. But if she is me and Jay age, let me tell all the women that's me and Jay age right now, thirty five to thirty eight. If you in that window. Stop dating these old C. Alice ass niggas, dog. It's niggas your age. You ain't got to fucking go date an old ass nigga. I had a whole conversation Bro, with somebody about that today. Maybe so. These niggas is already established and they got their life. Man, them niggas work the plant too. Fuck out of here. Look, Bum I ass. literally had a, this young lady. Hate she you uh, old dating head. She 32. She said our men be like 44 and up. I'm like, nigga. you got to get you a medium old nigga. Like, not a old old and nigga. Up. And she 32. And here's the thing. I'm about to keep it a buck with y'all ladies that's 32 dating 44-year-old niggas. Y'all don't even be interesting to these niggas. You know what's so funny? Them niggas trying to fuck your young ass. I figured it out. What's good? So, according to the... So, with the other 32-year-olds, you're yeah. not popping out here. At all, like you not you not as popular, you not popular, and all that. But to a forty four year old nigga, you the shit. You a catch. Woo! So it gives you like a higher status. Maybe yeah. that's why. Cause maybe that's why. Yeah. So all that to say to the homie man, uh, fuck that nigga. He he old. He don't got no game. According to Jay, he might be married with a whole family, and that nigga got Junior and his daughter parent teacher conferences this week. Why the nigga forty eight working doubles, working twelve hour shifts, fam? Cause he a plant. I just told you, all the old niggas in Detroit is plant niggas, dog, and they working a late dumbass shift. They coming from Toledo. I know what the fuck going on, man. Shout out to Fiat Chrysler. They about to hire like five thousand of you niggas. Uh, anyway, man, that nigga old. He he on bullshit. If he knew better, he'd do better. He should know the game. He don't. He trying to fuck you over. I wish so, I would be 48 years old with no kind of... Fam, I wish I would be 48 talking about, hey, lady, <laughs> them old fucking weak-ass Harold Melvin head-ass niggas, dog. Anyway, uh, alright, man, and lastly, before we get to the fucking shot review, let's talk about Amory, dog. So, I posted this on the fucking gram. Amory, man, I love you. We fuck with you up here. You had some dope summer joints, nigga. You was dope till you did that Beyonce shit or Beyonce stole your little beat or whatever. And next thing you know, you was out of here. But Amory's still fine. She just had a baby. She just got married. That nigga. Married? She's married. That's my biggest problem with that. So Amory on her Instagram, she may have taken it down, but it's on my Instagram just in case she did. She posted a picture at her one-year-old's birthday party. It's her, her one-year-old, and her husband. Her husband. She got her husband's face 
fucking uh, cover it up with an emoji. Fam, I just want to tell all the ladies. Do not cover my motherfucking face with no emojis, dog. Say my fucking name, ho. <laughs> Say my fucking name, ho. Like, dog, I'm not playing with you, dog. If we together, if we got a child, if you didn't let me nut all up in your ovaries, nigga. Say my fucking name, ho. You feel me? Say my fucking name. Stop playing with me, dog. Don't cover my fucking face with no emojis, man. Y'all on that bullshit. We too old for you to keep fucking playing with me. Listen, Stop that man. secret shit. Now look, um, I'm a relatively private person. You yeah, know what I'm saying? But if I'm married, nigga, I don't I don't go around like every time I go on a date, I don't go post our food and like a hand and all this shit like that. I do. I don't I don't I don't I don't do that shit, but guess what I'm also not gonna do? I'm also not gonna hide the shit. Fam. Cause if I take a picture and it's the picture, it's the picture. It's if the she, fucking you know picture, what I'm dog. I don't never go around like let's make a couple posts or whatever. But like I'm not gonna ever hide who the fuck I'm with. It may not be nobody business, but I'm not gonna go out my way to fucking hide it. Yeah. Because you know what you can possibly do is suck my dick. Because I don't give a fuck. Here's the thing, yo. And I posted. Matter of fact, I'm telling you, I'm a re. Let me go find this picture and I'm a repost because I posted shit last year around this time. Me, I covered my face with an emoji, and my caption was, "Don't fucking do this to me, fam. <laughs> don't play with me, fam. Like, look, if we together." And we took that picture together. And unless that picture magically snapped and when it fucking loaded up, it was the emoji over because my face. Don't put no fucking emoji. The reason on I my think face. it's disrespect is like, yeah. well, if you're not ready to share, then don't share. Don't post it. But don't do, like, nigga. Fam. Don't post it. Because here's the thing. Like, all right, because I get taking a picture and not posting it because you ain't ready. Like you said, you ain't ready to share. You ain't ready to share. But nigga, you put it up. If you can't put a picture of me and you and our child up, and I'm your motherfucking husband, husband? or your boyfriend. Because here's the thing. If I go with you, my nigga, if I go with a chick and she motherfucking posts, Say my fucking name, nigga, no flex zone. If I go with you, if you my girlfriend and we take a picture and you post that picture and you cover me up, crop me out, <laughs> chop my head, put a fucking emoji or a meme or whatever the fuck over my face. Fam. Just don't get mad when you catch me at Applebee's on a not date with another bitch. Fam, getting a two for 20 on your motherfucking ass, nigga. Play that fucking shit one more time, <laughs> dog. Say my fucking name, Stop playing with me, dog. So, A. Marie, I don't know your husband, but I'm fucking old. You'll we'll never know this. Hey, if oh, the right... Unless you, married, you are doing the same shit that a lot of people do when you with a nigga that you know you shouldn't be with, who know you ain't he ain't no good for you, and you yeah. know what's gonna happen in the future. So you're gonna post all these pictures, yeah. get your little temporary happiness until the nigga do what he's supposed what he's gonna do anyway, and now you feel a little like what you, you feel vindicated, like or Yo, at least man. stop playing with me and Jay, cause real talk, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all a couple secrets. Jay keep the gun on him first of all <laughs> So stop playing with my nigga uh, I got two black belts Stop playing with me fam We will fucking beat you the fuck I'm playing <laughs> We not touching no women Jay might shoot you but I can't confirm it Either way say my motherfucking name Tag me in the shit Keep my face clear. So I know. Uh, just don't be out there tagging me. Yo. We nearly imposed a picture. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hold up. Well, let me get on that. Make sure we go together first. 
Don't just tag me on the shit and we've been on like three dates. Like, man. it's the first date and then niggas taking pictures of me from right across the Damn. table. Like, bitch, I, Yo, that happened to me before, Like, dog. bitch, I, like, people kind of know me a me little bit. Me and this bit. chick went to brunch and I ain't gonna lie. I was in a, I was in New Jersey and we went to a restaurant in New York and our brunch, it looked fire. Like, this was an Instagram brunch. So I get why she took the pic. But when she took the pic, my whole body, my whole fit was in it. And I posted a pic of me that day. So niggas know my fit. They know my shit. They know my tats. Fam. I put like She this. tagged me, nigga. Until I'm ready. The nerve. To, until I'm ready to share, you know what I'm saying, whoever be with me. Uh, I'm just, I'm not going to, like, stop being so thirsty for the likes. Yeah. Oh, I want to, I, I don't want to share, but I want to share. So I'm a, I'm a, I want the likes, but yeah. I'm going to hide the, like, come on, chill out. Here's a rule I think I can abide by. And ladies, fuck with me. Let me know if y'all fucking with this rule. If you take the pic and my face ain't in it off rip, like if you taking a picture of your food and my arm in the bitch or whatever, some shit like that, then I ain't mad if you crop me. Then I ain't mad if you cover it up. But if my face is in the picture we took. It just seemed like you being sneaky. Yeah, like what you hiding me and from, like, bitch, fam? you're not that important in real life. Hey, Marie, when your last hit? You need to let us know I who mean, you go with. I, mean, like, I need to know if you got money to I eat. I mean, like regular bitches. Hey. Like Name Marie bitches too. They be like, she regular as fuck. You know them, but they be all of my business. Bitch, you got yeah. two hundred five. Nobody care, nigga. One thing. When did Hitch come out? That was a long fucking time ago, nigga. That soundtrack ain't popping. I don't nobody care like that. And all right. So bottom line, nigga, you cover my face, you cover J face. You in for a long fucking Tuesday night, nigga. Say my fucking name, ho. Hey man. So let's jump into the shy, yo. So we talked about it last week, bro. It's a little different watching the shy, knowing that. Man, I felt sad this one this week. Cause I thought he was doing a good. <laughs> hey, listen, I know he the bad guy, right? I facts, get it. facts. This nigga, good actor, dog. Yeah, and yeah, she and is th- too. Yeah, no, shout out to Tiffany Boom, man. She did if, her thing. If they was having some issues, I could, you know, they doing a good job acting. So, did you watch the whole Lena Waithe interview on Breakfast Club? Yeah, I, yeah. So, uh, for those of you who didn't watch, Lena Waithe was on Breakfast Club this week. She confirmed they are not going to recast Brandon for season three. They will not bring in a new actor. Because I was kind of worried, too. Like, don't give me nobody new who I don't fuck with. How you wrap this nigga character up in you two weeks? You can't Aunt Viv me, nigga. How do you wrap his character up in two weeks? So, so that's the thing. You know, they finished filming like six months ago, nigga. Or six months before the season started. Like, they've been done since last fall. So, however the season ends, it'll be a miracle if something happened to Brandon that, I like, mean, led them into a, a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if at the end of this season, he gets arrested, and then they could bring next season in and say that nigga locked up. That'll be a miracle, because however this season ends, ended well before that nigga was fired. All right, so look, let's do this this week, right? Let's give an overview of the episode, what happened, and then we'll talk about, like, uh, what we liked. And- yeah, yeah. Alright, so uh, let's just run down through some shit real quick. Alright, so we was already talking about him. So Brandon. Brandon finally is figuring out that Otis Perry, a.k.a. Duda, is 63rd Street Mob. He the fucking OG. He not a nigga to be played with. Niggas have been telling him for like four straight episodes, but he ain't see it. Now he's starting to see it. Um... The police officer, Detective Cruz, comes over there. He tells him, nigga, you're a part of a fucking active investigation. They're looking at you. They are looking at your truck. They're looking at every move you make. And they're looking at the niggas who are watching you. 
Cause you got security, mm-hmm. and Brandon like I ain't even know I had security. It's the first time I heard about that. Detective Cruz told that nigga, "No, nah, fam, you got niggas watching you. They all sixty third Street. Like Otis Perry ain't who you think he is." So he and I thought it was kind of dumb. Goes directly to Otis Perry and tells that. Well, nigga. old boy don't know who Otis Perry is like that though. White boy don't. Cruz, yeah, he don't. Yeah, know yeah. That. I don't. I don't think he knows who Otis Perry. I feel old girl does. Yeah. Old girl does for sure. But Brandon goes to Otis Perry and he tells him. Well, like, I don't know. I feel like she knows. Being the preview was like, let's let's check him out. Yeah. But like I don't think she get she probably knows of the name. Yeah. Like niggas knew who Marlo was before they seen Marlo. Facts. Niggas knew who Facts. you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. think they know. I feel like if niggas like if Brandon Well Duda should be a he got a name. So that's what I was finna say. I feel like if Brandon said Duda to Detective Cruz or that black lady, then they'll be like, Oh shit, that's Otis. So I feel like that would piece some shit together. Mm-hmm. But Brandon goes to uh to Duda, he tells him like, yo, the cops came by, they told me it's a lot of shit going on around the truck. Like, what the fuck's going on? Otis Perry kept it a buck with him. Say, yo, nigga. Shit, you work for the company now. Yeah. They ain't calling 63rd Street Mob, nigga. Yeah. It's the company now. So he nigga. went to do that. Yeah. Had that conversation. Yeah. Um, Kevin um is kind of having second thoughts about going to the other school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they go to this. So they go to the aquarium that he why is he the only teacher in their whole school, nigga? That one dude. <laughs> uh so that one dude, that's the teacher. Yeah, I know who I'm talking about. He sets Kevin up, like he splits the group in the aquarium. So their sister school, Northside Academy, which is a fake school. Somebody hit me and asked me if that was a real school in Chicago. I don't even litter. I know it's fake. Uh, but Northside Academy, which is a sister school of where Kevin and Jake and them go, they all went to the aquarium together, and then they got split into groups. Kevin's group, he was intentionally paired up with a little black kid named Malcolm who goes to Northside, but he's from the South Side. He live in the same neighborhood as Kevin. He used to be one of that one teacher's uh, students. Yeah, yeah. And then he got sent over there the same way that teacher trying to get Kevin to go over that way. So they was trying to, he was trying to click him up basically. Like, yo, maybe if you connect with a nigga who from where you from, yeah. look how you look. Maybe you'll want to go. Because he asked Kevin, Have your, has your mom looked at them pamphlets? I thought that shit in the trash. And man. Kevin was like, yeah, yeah, no, she been busy, nigga. The whole time that shit in the trash. What's the other nigga named Dreads? Uh, Jake. Jake? Yeah. Got that work. Hey, Making Jake. Making hand to hand in the, uh, hey, in the Jake bathroom. Say, so, all right. Let me holler at the writers real quick, nigga. Man, I got these dub sacks. Don't nobody say that, nigga. Like, it's just. How much does a dub sack go for? How much does a dub mm, sack? The dub, nigga, dub is 20. 20. Come on, like, come on, fam. Like, don't make me think. Like, Kevin, these little niggas is from the inner city of Chicago. Like, they not that dumb, dog. And they not that naive. You know, Chicago niggas. They, they a couple years behind Detroit. Hey, man. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't believe them niggas don't know what a dub sack is. And I also don't believe they still saying dub sack. But uh, Jake had that work in his bag. Because now he getting work from Reggie and he like yo I brought a couple dubs with which me which is fucking amazing that Reggie got him selling work and dude I've been telling that nigga Reggie keep your little brother away from all this shit but Reggie ain't listening but we'll get to that in a minute uh but Jake is like yo I got these dubs in my backpack these little white kids from Northside they gonna eat it up I could probably sell them for 30 yeah we found out later them bitches is going for 45 over at Northside got a lot of, so that's what the, that's the third plot the fourth plot is Ronnie uh, trying to be include himself into the life yeah. of the so Ronnie actually had like a double yeah a double plot this episode triple yeah, facts so three things is happening with Ronnie 
He's trying to be a part of his quote, air quote, granddaughter's life. It's not his granddaughter. Jason was not his son. I get it. He was in a relationship with Jason's mom. He helped raise him. Did he though? A Did little. He, like a he year, was. Nigga? You were there for a minute, and then you wasn't around no more. And your his mama broke up with you, and you kind of stalked that nigga and pretended you was his dad. Whatever. Point is, he thinks he got a relationship to have with his granddaughter. It's not his granddaughter, but he's trying to pre. Jason did. Weird niggas don't know when they being weird. So I was mad, the uncomfortable the whole time. Fam. Hey, you wanna nigga said you wanna be a nurse? I think you'd be good at it. Dog, nigga, yo, what? I was literally yelling at the TV like <laughs> that's not how nursing works. She don't want you to be there. And he like, uh, have you been looking in the jobs? She like this nigga said uh, a lady I know said they hiring like crazy. No, that's not how you can be a nurse, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> They not hiring like Walmart, nigga. That nigga said, there's a shortage of nurses on earth. Yeah, this gonna fill out this app. I'm about to be a nurse, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Standing a couple of surgeons right next to the doctor, passing the scalpel. In Chicago, maybe you could just be a fucking nurse. <laughs> um, niggas, nah, that's just not how it works, Nigga, prodigy voice. Niggas is dead and shit. I don't know, nigga. Fuck else can happen, yo. Uh, but that nigga, Ronnie, so he had that part where he's trying to be a part of. And the mother's an idiot. She's a fucking idiot Because, because don't never give n- You your gave kid. your entire baby Away to a nigga Because you wanted Some free time So Ronnie asked Like yo her. Can I take her To meet my Can I take her To meet her Great grandmother Fam that's not Her great grandmother no Nigga blood, no blood. There's not a single Drop of blood It ain't no cum Nigga you ain't <laughs> Nothing than Tiffany In 10, 10 years Nigga but uh, So he like Can I take her To meet her Grandmother Great grandmother And oh girl Like I'm tired Maybe I could Get some laundry done Sure you can have her For a couple hours so he take her over there. His other plot got the pamphlets. <laughs> so he like these pamphlets. They still make pamphlets, niggas. Websites out so here, look, nigga. So then his other plot, <laughs> he uh he trying to take Jada to dinner, right? Because it's seafood night, nigga. Yo, I swear to God, I'm not lying, bro. Every single time they show Jada, I think two thoughts. I go from yo, she is really pretty. Like she's a really pretty woman. And talk, one second later, all I hear is March Madness in my fucking head, dog. Like this whole episode, know. all I heard making soda in the styrofoam. Then I'm gonna run a mind go a hundred miles on the dash. So look, man, Ronnie trying to take Jada out for some seafood. It's date night. He like, yo, you want to go downtown? Like, I got reservations at 8.30. She like, what? You can tell the pussy got wet a little bit. It's cool. Chicks love seafood. I get it. And then... uh, Downtown. Nigga, that's the way to Jada love, nigga. Trying to get this seafood platter for real. He even snuck around the corner, gave her a kiss real quick while his grandma was right there with the baby. It looked kind of intimate, right, compared to last week. Last week, he kind of snuck a kiss on her, and it looked like we were starting. This week, they looked very comfortable. come here. Oh, shit. Ronnie Ronnie fucked around and pulled some He said, come here. (laughs) Bring your ass here. (laughs) Bring your ass here, boy. He said, come here, uh, Natavius. Whatever future real name is, nigga. But uh, so then his third plot, man, Ronnie relapsed, yo. Ronnie been sober since he got out of prison. He got hold and brought in, you know. So the Jason's baby mom told Ronnie straight up, nigga, you being weird. You are not her real granddad. I told you to bring the kid back. I told you. She was like, you had my kid till fucking. I told you till three. You had him till five. Nigga, where the fuck is my daughter? 
And that nigga Ronnie like, I thought we had two five. She was like, nigga, I've been calling. He was like, she my, turned the ring my grandma turned the ring off. And so she was like, nigga, give me my fucking daughter. Fuck you. Fuck nurses. Fuck doctors. Fuck hospitals. I ain't doing none of that shit. Like, nigga, give me some space. Yeah. And I'll so be he over like, later. I'll come over in a few days. She was like, nigga, don't come over. Never, nigga. You could die right now. Nigga, nigga he got a grandma. Two of them. She did boss up on that nigga. Little bit. She, both of them. Nigga. I didn't feel bad for him, but I did say, ooh, I see how his feelings is hurt. Because <laughs> she snapped on the dog. Then nigga looked at grandma like, Turn the fucking phone off. Bitch, said, you're a grown ass man. Can't believe you turned the fucking ringer off, nigga. I couldn't hear it. Oh, these niggas only got. In front of my friends! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, so. Like, them niggas only got a house phone and shit. Fam. Like, Ronnie, where your celly at, nigga? You ain't got a burner. You ain't got an Obama phone, nigga? You ain't got a. Nigga, they was giving them out, bro. You in Chicago. Go knock on the nigga door. <laughs> Michelle at home. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> God damn. That nigga know he could get a ring back to him, man. So the fucking ringer was off. Ronnie got hold by the fucking granddaughter. I don't know, nigga. But anyway, nigga. the nigga got mad at grandma, snapped on her. And then he was like, fuck it. Let me get dressed. Go on his date. He gets ready for the date. He stops at the store to get some little grocery store flowers. I feel him. You got to do that. He actually went by polar mode. He lost it. He lost it before he even did that. He shit. lost it. Because he was at the crib, and you could see, again, me and Jay talked about this way back on episode one. Ronnie has PTSD. They're not exploring it in the way that I wish this show would explore it and to at least try to make him interesting. They keep giving you flashes. But before he even went to the store, he's sitting in his room, he getting dressed, and he having flashbacks. And he's snapping. And I he, ain't shit. He remembering when. Bitch, you ain't shit. He remember when. Uh, what was Jason mama? Said your mama. What was Jason's mama name? Tracy? He remember when Tracy told him, you not Jason's dad. And then he remember when Jason said, Bitch, you ain't my you daddy. Ain't my daddy. your hands off me, nigga. Show your hands off my, my pocket, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all with this nigga Jay too much. But uh, <laughs> So he having the memories and them flashbacks and he's starting to spiral out of control. And then he go to the store. He gets some grocery store roses. And right when he get to the... Yo, you know what was funniest about this scene? That nigga got roses in his hand and a gallon of milk. <laughs> yo. And some Parmesan. Yo. No, before he bought the liquor, he just had roses and milk, nigga. I don't know what kind of nasty evening that nigga had planned, but if you got roses and milk, <laughs> Ronnie a nasty nigga, dog. Get that nigga Ronnie a fucking nasty award. So uh, the nigga's like, yo, I'm about to buy my roses and milk, but... Let me get two of them little uh, shots of Paul Masson real quick. And he did them. He went outside. He did the shots. And old girl was like, damn, nigga, you fucked it up. Yeah. We ain't seen you here in, month, in a couple weeks. And nigga, once he drank them shots, he got that taste. I thought he was going to die. I, hope, I thought he was going to die. I thought he was going to get hit by a car like nine times. Nigga. Yeah. Low key, they was stressing me out. Yo, fuck whoever. Oh, you know who directed this episode? Uh, Sally Richardson. You remember Sally Richardson? Low Down Dirty Shame, not Jada Pinkett, the other one? Yeah. Uh, shout out to her. She directed this episode. She's from Southside Chicago. I ain't know that. Uh, so, like, hey, direct the episode. Like, oh. I don't know how she did it. Apparently, she directed some episodes season one, too. I ain't know. I don't like the different directors directing different episodes. Like, That's common, though. I know, That's but common. I don't like yeah. it, though. Because uh, it can, like, throw the theme, like, or, the like, the, the mood of the episodes yeah. and shit. Like, the whole season be off... Back and forth because yeah. like it's different niggas' vision every episode. Yeah, uh, but shout Sally Richardson, she fine as fuck. I used to run into her at the uh, Buckhead Kroger, uh, and when I lived in Atlanta, shout out to her. She like seventy three years old now. But anyway, um, 
So he goes, he drinks the two shots, and then that nigga was like, I need a fifth, nigga. And Ronnie went, first of all, time out, nigga, rewind. Where the fuck Ronnie getting money from, dog? I have no idea. That nigga going to the seafood spot downtown. That nigga bought a whole bunch of equipment for the, for the he baby. He bought equipment for the baby, a stroller, a baby. Uh, Gas whip. for the whip. Nigga, parts for the whip. He had to buy a whole engine for that bitch. And then that nigga bought motherfucking uh, a fifth of Paul Masson. But cannot buy a fucking razor to, to shape up his fucking face, dog. He ain't shaving that beard, bro. Like, get that shit shaped he the fuck to up. buy a throat specialist to get his goddamn voice box nigga together. Nigga need a fucking Werther's original, <laughs> this motherfucker. My, I'm horse. But uh, that nigga bought the fifth, and then he drank the whole fifth outside the store. Nigga, you know how hard... Of an alcoholic, you gotta be to drink the whole fifth outside the store. You story. know how fucking um, dick deprived you gotta be for that nigga to show up drunk as fuck and you be still let the nigga yeah. in, like, are you okay? And then just start yeah. getting dressed. Like, Jada asked that nigga 300 times, are you drunk? Bitch, this nigga showed up like a walking dead <laughs> zombie and you talking about, okay, let me turn my back on the zombie and He's get dressed. That bitch. Yo, so the second time I watched the episode, <laughs> did you hear that nigga say, I mean, I we, want that pussy. <laughs> no, yo, I, I swear to God, bro, got it. no, no, no. I had to cap. <laughs> no, fam, no. fam, please rewatch that shit. So look, Ronnie go to Jay the Listen, crib. Wait, wait, wait. He knocks on the door. He drunk as fuck. Jay, I'm not bullshit, Listen, bro. I heard a nigga say like, "Look, man, we already dying. Let's skip the dinner and let's get to no. it." Jay, I promise you, <laughs> put your closed captions on, nigga. I bullshit you not. That nigga said, give me that pussy. <laughs> no, like, he no. says it, dog. No. Nigga, <laughs> when I tell you I was crying the other night, dog, no. like, nigga, I was on the floor. That nigga said, I want that pussy. Or That's like, funny. Or like, bro. you better give me that pussy. Something like that. He said something about getting the Girl, pussy. Girl, give me that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That nigga, Ronnie, That's want that pussy. Oh. Oh, Yo, that's, put that, that's the song at the beginning, nigga. We just fucking called it, dog. Oh shit! I'm Girl, that shit. Shout out to Lil Webby, nigga. Twenty minutes in, when we actually started the episode, I'm turning. You know, I want that. it, girl. I don't act like you don't want it, girl. You want it just as bad as I do. Woo. That nigga Webby, dog. Shout out to that nigga. Shout out to Ronnie for asking for the pussy politely. So also, we got uh, like seven more plots that's left. Facts, nigga. We got, uh, and we still got to wrap up in twenty minutes. Nigga. And we got Jerica. Uh, who doing so Jared could have quit. She quit her job last week and now she's trying to be a community activist. So the lady she met with last week, she figured out a way to have the alderman be able to get her in one of his low income units. Um, since she couldn't get her in one of her old, whatever that lady, Miss Johnson or whatever the fuck her name was, uh, she couldn't get the lady in one of her units. So she said, fuck it. The alderman owe me. Cause if he don't put her in one of his low income units, I'm going to tell the fucking newspaper that he took a bribe for 50 grand from us. Nigga. So she bribed him, told him to do that. I thought she was about to try to get a job as his campaign manager. I actually thought that was the way she was headed because she was telling him, like, yo, you actually losing to that nigga you running with or running against. That was going to be a way for her to get money. And And she still might. She still might. Uh, Because you could tell he likes her. And then, like, she now she just want to be a lawyer and shit now. Yeah, so she looked back. She apparently she went to law school but never took the bar. I mean, at this we point, ain't know that about her. I mean, at this point, none of this shit matters because because she was already ready to quit season two. So she's not about to. Get I don't past think the bar she's coming back season three. I just don't think she'll be back without no Brandon. You got the whole Emmett and Sunny thing that's going. So down. Sunny came. Shout to the nigga Sunny dog. Sunny came back on his cane. 
He like, yo, nigga, the insurance was a motherfucking real thing. That's fucked up that niggas don't really believe in insurance at all. But insurance really paid Sonny out. And he was like, yo, if I do it right, I could open a second restaurant. And he asked Emmett to run his shit, be the manager of the second boy. So Emmett like, yo, like. Salaried. It's a salary job with benefits. With benefits. Emmett got three kids, three baby mamas, nigga. You need benefits and salary, bro. So he had to tell Brandon. So he told Brandon like, yo, I got to quit the food truck, fam. Like, sorry. Hate to be that nigga, but I got to go. And Brandon was, you know, he was noticeably like, damn, but he was also happy for his nigga. Yeah. So it's fucked up. I actually really liked the relationship they developed, and we're not going to see it yeah. past these next two episodes. All right, so those was like the main point. So yeah. let's go back to the shit that we that I enjoy yeah. and, and the, the good scenes and shit. Um, so with the dude I shit, right? Facts. And, well, Brandon in general. Brandon, how old is this nigga? And why is he so stupid? Brandon can't be as dumb as he looking, bro. Because that's what uh Reggie asked him. Like, nigga, you've been here as long as I've been nigga, here. Nigga, hold up. Dude, I said it. He, dude, I said verbatim, Brandon, you not that dumb. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Brandon, you not that dumb. And then he realized, like, oh, and, this nigga is probably then, that dumb. And then later, Reggie says, nigga, ain't you from 63rd like me? You ain't that dumb, nigga. Brandon is that dumb, I think. Yes. And Jason Mitchell might be that dumb nigga, cause yes. he was touching chicks and making them uncomfortable. So season like, one, like what you saying? Like, look, nigga. Uh, he went and told him like, "Hey, nigga, the police said I'm investigating. They yeah. investigate me." And then, uh, he was like, "What'd you tell him?" He's like, "Yeah, I told him the pizza guy helped me out." He like, "I wish you would have did that." He like, yeah. "Well, why not?" He yeah. like, "Cause, nigga, I got so, them niggas down there." Otis Perry told him like, "Yo, everybody who following you, who helping all these niggas is part of the company." Brandon like, nigga. What company? What company? He like, nigga, we ain't just 63rd Street Mob no more. We ain't just niggas on the corner selling crack. Nigga, we legit businessmen. I am a businessman, and a businessman got his hand in a lot of fucking different pots. And he told Brandon that. But Brandon, dumbass. He like, so what you want to do? Like, you don't want my money anymore? Yeah, and Brandon like, respectfully, no. So he was like, all right, give me my $75,000 for that truck. Give me my 50K I put in your account, and I need 20% interest. 50K, 20%, 10 grand. I need that. Give me that. And Brandon, like, um. First off, nigga, I didn't ask you for this truck. That was some shit that you gave me. I didn't ask you for none of this shit. You said you're going to give me 10 grand. And you gave me 50. Your fault. You added that up wrong. Yeah, and I came back. And I came and told you you I gave me too much. I came back and told you. Yeah. And you, like, nah. Brandon ain't no boss up type nigga, though. He couldn't tell him that. But Brandon kind of want the money, though. Well, he already spent it. Nigga, he bought Jericho fucking Emerald, bro. You're not about to get paid because, nigga, we setting you up to go to jail. Yeah. Like, we trying to pin this shit on you. You're going to fucking jail, bro. And, uh, like, you you an ignorant nigga and an idiot because you spent $7,000 of his money on a fucking ring. Bitch, you're not even serious about your bitch. Your girl just quit. Yeah, facts. You asking her to marry you, and you taking seven thousand dollars, and you bought her a fucking ring. Why, nigga? Why? It's just might be me. This might be me. I'm not. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm ignorant to these sort of things. Do a fucking emerald birthstone ring cost seven bands? I don't real? know why diamonds cost what they cost. I definitely don't know why diamonds cost what they cost. Like, but like it's not like a diamond is rare. I can go to Kmart and find a fucking I diamond. I feel like if you run up on your to, shorty with an emerald, she not happy fam, with that ring. I can go anywhere and find a fucking diamond ring. 
and it's little box wine kind of lit. I'm not gonna lie, nigga. I'm done with these three glasses. I'm a little buzz, dog. I'm about to pull up on like, shorty. Like, what's so happening? I don't know why niggas care about these diamond rings so much because, like, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's shiny glass. I don't yeah, know. no, I. But we're at least we know that diamonds cost. They're overpriced. We know that a emerald birthstone and ring, they manufacture them bitches. Mm-hmm. Like they just they put the yeah. coal in there in this big ass machine and there it is and make a one hundred percent perfect yeah. like yeah and they I guess they frowned upon but like it's this like it's shiny and it lights like it's the same shit so like, I just didn't take a million years to make this shit well, we need to so we're gonna put Webby twenty minutes in we need to start with diamonds are forever nigga Kanye oh nigga yeah nigga the rock is in the building hell yeah nigga but uh. So Brennan's dumb, dog. Um, Cruz came over there and literally tried to give him the play. Fam, here is what's happening to you that you don't know. Here's what you need to do. Brandon don't get it. He goes to his stepdad and his cousin that sell so weed. Cra- and he's so fucking stupid. Like, nigga, I didn't shoot your brother. I'm the only motherfucker yeah. that gives a fuck. I'm literally the nigga who arrested the nigga who did shoot your brother and tried to get him prosecuted. You acting like I did something to you, nigga. They fuck coming you. at me. Bitch, you had the gun and you didn't shoot the nigga. And bitch, I'm suspended because he got out of prison. You think I wanted that? Like, fam, like like on that Trayvon shit. Yeah. Bitch, you want revenge for the wrong nigga. You know where that nigga at right now. Literally. The nigga that killed your brother is on the motherfucking street walking around this bitch and you got a pistol. Yeah. And you ain't did shit yet. I wish the fuck I would. Yeah. I'd change my fucking last name before I let a nigga. <laughs> let me get the fuck out of here, dog. Yeah, I'm not a fan of nigga. It, nigga is literally around the block from you, nigga, in walking distance. Who killed your fucking brother? You got a pistol in your fucking hand, yeah. and you yelling at the cop because he didn't do nothing. A pistol that, as far as we know, we don't know who it's registered to specifically, but as far as we know, it belonged to Reggie, a 63rd Street mob nigga. So if you could shoot that nigga and kill him. Pin it on a nigga in the gang that's involved with setting you up right now to be arrested. I'd have been Think, like, oh, Mr. Nigga. Otis Perry, nigga. Oh, yeah. since, since since we doing all this yeah. doing shit, I need you to do something for me then, nigga. It's a nigga that killed my brother. Hey. Go handle that work. And I, you know what? Handle that for me, and we good. We in business. Yeah. Hey. We facts. in business. And and I'm be, I'll be cool with that. I'll He's take the risk. He's throwing up on the side of the store right now. He had the liquor store. I'll take the risk. You handle that for me, blood in, blood out. We down. Yeah. What up? Yeah. But no, Brennan just got intimidated. That nigga dude I told him, hey, not only can you not afford to pay me back what you need to to get out of this arrangement, but nigga, I'm envisioning a restaurant for you. You need a standalone. You can't be out on no food truck in February in the middle of windy ass Chicago, dog. Like Duda, Mr. Duda, sir. How are you making money? Because as of right now, you've given me uh, roughly $125,000. Yeah. How are you making money? You expect me to be wildly successful enough where I can profit, keep the business up, make a living, and give you... Like, how do you expect to make money? You know what's funny? At the beginning of all this, Brandon owed Jerrica six grand for the fucking food truck. Well, she paid off well, now. Yeah, yeah. With that $7,000 yeah. ring. But he owed her that, and he owed whatever he owed his little weed-selling cousin. And that was it. And his student loans. Now you owe a motherfucking drug dealing murderer killer ass nigga 125. No, 135. You owe 50% or 10% on that 50 grand. 
Reggie uh, also let it slip that Duda is the one who killed the white lady, shot yo, in the head. He said daylight. that shit like it wasn't nothing, nigga. And then go say, well, I thought this was funny. That nigga say, what I look like, the nightly news, nigga? <laughs> yes, you just told me that she got shot in the fucking head. Uh, Speaking of Reggie, though. Reggie's dead. Reggie's dead, but then he might not be. So if if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Jason Mitchell for, fucking up, Reggie would be out of here. So uh Duda had dinner with the leader of the other gang. That's whatever the fuck group they are. Shout out to them niggas. Uh he brought that nigga over to his condo, his loft or whatever, and had dinner with him because he stole or Reggie stole from the other gang when he owed Duda a hundred grand and he ain't have it. He went and robbed one of the stash houses from the other gang. So the other gang leader was like, look, we did a lot of investigating and we know it was Reggie that hit us up. He was like, nigga, you ain't got to pay me back. Just give us Reggie. nigga. We'll take care of that nigga. Just give him up. And Duda like, dog, why don't you let me pay you? And you pick the interest. The other nigga like, dog, I know you ain't getting soft money. He said, saying about money is about respect, nigga. He said, don't be talking your old age. I thought that's I thought he was about to kill him. I did too. I did too. Um, actually kind of thought in that moment, mm, dude, maybe you are softening up a little bit. Cause that nigga disrespected you twice. He told you, hey, in your old age, you getting soft. And he said, nigga, I don't want your money, nigga. Give me your nigga, or you gonna have a fucking bigger problem than you got right now because he the head of a game. Yeah, yeah. Like he the head of he a whole organization. Yeah, yeah. So it's like even if you do some shit to me right now, yeah, hey. nigga, it's on. Yeah, like you not get you not escaping this shit. No, I'm a boss. We both bosses. It's literally two bosses sitting across from each other eating a fucking yeah. meal. And dude, I was like, yo, I invited you here to show you I ain't want a war. You know where I lay my head, nigga. Which I actually thought was kind of stupid on his part. If that's where he really is at. If it is, but I'm like, so far, the only three times we've seen his crib, that's been the crib. So, nigga, don't invite the fucking head of the rival gang I mean, to he, your house. Reggie been there. Like, everybody comes there. Facts. But, nigga, the head of the rival gang, y'all niggas go to fucking uh, Giordano's or some shit. Go get a slice of deep dish. But, uh, fucking Lou Malnati's or some shit. But, uh, anyway, so the nigga told him, yo, give us Reggie or it's going to be a big problem, nigga. You only got a minute to do it. I think Duda was ready to give him Reggie till he found out what Jake or what Reggie did for Jake. He was about to use his public discipline yeah, yeah. As, as a way. As a way, yeah. like, oh yeah, I need I need you to play. Yeah. You, know, we you want to dump somebody and you don't want to be with them no more. Yeah. That, that little thing happened, like, yeah. oh, I can't believe you let the toilet seat up. Or nigga, I can't believe you set a uh put a cigarette out on a nigga head. See, Cause they mad that we leave the toilet seat up. I'm yeah. mad when you leave it down. It like, why facts. would you leave that shit down? You know what I'm going to pee on that you shit. You know I have to You pee. know I have to. I'm, you know I'm, I'm out. You know what you do? Piss on the toilet seat. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, but, yo, so to give you the background on Reggie, Reggie was pissed off. One of his dope boys, one of his corner boys, sold to a lady named Peaches. When they first mentioned her, we don't know who Peaches is, but Peaches OD'd and she in the hospital. We later find out Peaches is Jake's mom. Jake's mom is a dope fiend. And Reggie has specifically told all the corner boys, do not sell the peaches because he wants Jake's mom to go to rehab, get clean, get well, and have some kind of relationship with Jake. Reggie ain't the worst human being that we... He loves his brother. He loves his little brother. He do dumb shit. He wanted to have a relationship with his mom. And somebody got his dick sucked by her and got convinced. And sold to her. Yeah. So peaches apparently could suck some dick. Um... Nigga, so anyway, Reggie called all the corner boys out. 
He was smoking a bud. He put the fucking blunt out on Doghead, who sold to Peaches to teach everybody. All the corner boys look like they hate Reggie. Every single one of them was grimming that nigga like they would put a bullet in that nigga head if Duda said. Or if that other gang member said. Yeah. So remember that shit. Keep that in mind. So anyway, Duda came to Who's check probably that probably mad nigga. at Reggie because he, he was second in control before Reggie took over. And then, yep, facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Um. So Duda came to check Reggie and let him know, like, nigga, you doing that shit in public? like. And it was funny because Reggie Man asked him, like, do you want to go in the house? To discipline this nigga, Reggie like, no, nah, we gonna do it on he the street. It wasn't business; it was personal. I want to show these niggas I don't give a fuck. So, dude, I came to check. I'm like, dog, you can't be doing that shit on the middle of the fucking street. And was probably finna fucking set that nigga up to where the other gang could come kill him. And then Reggie was like, "Look, man, Peaches is Jake' mom." So there's a backstory that we're gonna get to next season. Yeah, with Duda and the reason he 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 likes. Uh, like, dude, our little brother probably got killed or some shit. Yeah, because like he on some real, like, family, take yeah. care of family shit. That's like the fourth, fifth time he mentioned that shit. So, like, I'm sure it's going to be a story yeah. that's going to come out. Yeah, so Reggie doesn't, or at least in that moment, we don't see Reggie get fucked up. Dude, I doesn't do shit. He kind of gives, he even called Jake over to the car, like, yo, little man, come holla at me. Stay in school. Be cool. And because uh, that's what he told the rival gang member when he said, give us Reggie. That nigga, dude, I was like, he take care of his little brother. Like, let that nigga live. And the other gang member was like, that sound like a personal problem. I don't give a fuck about that nigga, little brother. And he said, if you don't do shit, you know how this go. Yeah. So, and now. I'm, I don't know how this going to work because old boy in the prison, the real leader. Yeah. He like, we don't need no drama. He don't give a fuck about Reggie staying alive just because he take care of his little brother. Like, we not about to start a war. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how this going to play we out. We don't want no war. Is Nigga, we got to sell dope and make money, bro. Is Duda going to pull one of those moves and say, I'm the, I'm the boss boss now? Yeah. Kill my man in prison? and Yeah. Because he, he's coming back next year. Yeah, facts. All these niggas should be back. Except like, unless somebody died in these last two episodes, all well, these no. niggas should well, be Lena back. Well, Lena Waithe, she called into the Breakfast Club last week. She yeah. said, Duda's back, uh, Emmett's back, everybody back, Jake back. He said, Papa's back. Yeah. He said, everybody is back. Except Brandon and except Tiffany Boone. Brandon and Tiffany, so. I'm mad Tiffany Boone ain't back. I actually really like her. They did, they did a good job acting. They were a good couple. Like on, You know what's kind of wild, too? Like Watching them on screen. I tend to get a little uncomfortable when they have like intimate moments where they hugged up or kissing or anything. Cause I'm like, I wonder how she felt about this scene. But like, I think from that angle, I also want to know what happened. Cause what if we making it a lot worse than what we could be? We could be like, I'm not saying that nobody felt away, but like, until we know, actually know what happened. Cause we making this nigga out to be a a 100% villain. Yeah. Like what if it wasn't that? All I know is, cause I don't know none of these people. Not, and, a, not and, a single one. And like the people that they say they heard from, like, so we hearing from people who say they heard from somebody who heard from somebody who heard from somebody. Yeah. Like, I don't know nobody well, involved. The only other person who came out was the showrunner who quit. She did one season and quit. And she said, yo, when I first came on, Lena told me about season one. Then that nigga was inappropriate with me. And I went to HR to do like, the whatever the proper protocol was with HR and we did it. She was like, we had classes, we had seminar, like misconduct seminar. Like, Hey, here's how you act in a workplace. And then she was like, then the nigga got inappropriate with me after doing all this shit. So I took precautions. He got wild with me. I quit. And then 
Lena, you've been new. Now, Lena, I don't, I don't think that was her best moment on the Breakfast Club. It wasn't. I don't think it was. Um, I I hope that Showtime still proceeds with season three because I do want to continue to see her thrive and see the show go and all the the great actors that are involved and the great staff that's involved. But she but, made a comment last year. Yeah, and like I don't give like you can be shot up on the episode yeah. and like she was threatening to yeah. get through the media and shit last yeah. year and shit like that made. That comment made a lot more sense. This year, yeah. yeah. Like, you kind of probably already knew that this nigga shouldn't have been on the show no more. And But, I mean, to her point, with the HR and shit, like, like she said, I don't know what actually happened. Yeah. But I know HR came together and said, hey, both of these people have resolved it and they both want to come yeah. back to the show. Yep. So it was like, well, what And they said, hey, Tiffany and uh, Tiffany Boone and Jason Mitchell have both signed on for season three. So they were all a part of this until, like I said, it was all a ricochet off Netflix firing him because Netflix fired him immediately. And then two weeks later, here comes Showtime and the shy and his management company and all that. So anyway, man, uh, I mean, at some point, I don't know who's going to get the interview, but somebody's going to somebody. He's going to do an interview and we're going to get he's going to do it. And- I would like to see Tiffany Boone. Who is, she don't give me the vibe that she would. No, but I would like to hear like her talk about something. I want to see her nigga do it. The nigga all fucking uh whatever the Netflix I don't know show nigga is. Name. That nigga. Uh, what's funny is his name is Reggie on whatever the show he That's on. Funny. Uh, but uh, anyway. Oh, so the last thing too, man. Uh, so before they went on the field trip, the nigga Jake had the fucking dub sacks. They fell out his bag or his pocket. He picked him up and threw him in Kevin bag real quick because it just apparently in that moment seemed more convenient. Kevin keeps the fucking dubs in his bag the whole field trip. He makes friends with the little nigga Malcolm who go to Northside Academy. Him and Malcolm at the crib, they playing video games. Kevin was about to pull something out the bag, and next thing you know, the dubs fell out. Malcolm was like, yo, I ain't tripping. He like, what you selling them for? Kevin like, uh, shit, I don't know, 30. And Malcolm like, nigga, I could get at least 45 for them at my school. My niggas paying 45 for $20 bags of weed is beyond It's literally in the title. It's a dub. However, to um, inflation. Selling drugs is not a bad idea. I know that shit sounds completely wild when I just said that shit. But if you're in a particular area, though, that shit just makes sense. I buy it for a small. I, I buy it for a small amount. Like I bought the dub for less than a dub. Yeah. Let's just say I bought it for twenty dollars. I sold it for forty-five. I made more money than I spent on it. Like. And Kevin's a smart kid. Yeah. He's like, well, shit, I can get this unlimited supply. Yeah. And Kevin starts slanging. Like it, it, like it, it, it literally. So here's where some conflicts have come. Sense. Here's on a where, on a financial and business tip level, I guess. Here's where some conflict could come. Uh, one, Kevin is in the process of selling Jake Stope. This Jake shit. Jake, now, mind you, I'm looking at the whole scene when Kevin like, oh, shit, you could get 45. I got him for 30. I'm thinking the whole time, like, wait, Jake, you ain't get your dubs back, nigga? Like, what kind of, like, you fucking up. But now Kevin got him. Which and Kevin is why he told him he couldn't take him to the party. Like, yeah. You said, my, you said them tubs? 
Yeah. Why are you giving him drugs to sell? Fit, yeah, Reggie fucking that up. Pick, the writers are the writers are really inconsistent. Yeah, because a minute ago, Reggie didn't even want that nigga involved. All he wanted him to do was his homework so the motherfucking Child Protective Services ain't come by. Like, that's what you get when different directors and different shit yeah. are doing. Like, yeah. man, can I have a consistent message? Yeah. Because you make Reggie look wild, but I'm yeah. only writing, I'm, I'm reciting the words on the page. Yeah, so that nigga Reggie, uh, he gave Jake the dope. Jake let the dope get in Kevin bag. Kevin about to slain these bitches for fucking 45 a bag. I feel like they going to scrap. Because they are. Jake and Kevin always have tension. I'm like, nigga, Facts. how much you want for these? Let's go into business. Like, well, nigga, I'm just going to buy them for you yeah. at the full price. I'll pay. I'll pay the retail price. Yeah. Shit. Fuck your. Pr- yeah. I'm not. Uh, I feel like. What's and go- Jake told that nigga Kevin a million times. You can't get down with me. Because Kevin was trying to get down when Jake was selling candy. Yeah. And that nigga Kevin or Jake was like, nah, fam, you can't get in on this hustle. Stick to school, nigga. And now you sell them so crazy. Weed? If that's going to happen, then ultimately Reg is going to get involved. And then Reg is going to be on Kevin. Yeah. And then, you know, that's going to be a whole or thing. Or Reg get involved and he start fucking with Kevin. Like, oh, you getting them off for 45 to them white kids? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. And uh, then he get, he end up being drawn in a little bit yeah. more than what he want, and now he play the whole because next yeah. season you got to have a theme. Yeah, it's gonna facts. be Emmett, and it's gonna be him trying to play the Emmett and Kevin is running next season, playing the I'm, I'm in school and I'm doing the drug dealing yeah. shit, and that's what happens in Chicago, in the yeah. city of Detroit, or in urban neighborhoods because like financially it make a lot of fucking sense. Niggas ain't got no bread. You ain't getting forty five in a minute. I mean, buy at a low price, sell it two and three times yeah. more. Like, and them white kids at Northside Academy, my man say, "Oh, my dad owns Ticketmaster, Ticket nigga. Master. That's how I got into the concert. My dad owns Ticketmaster. Fuck is you talking about? So, so yeah, them white kids got it, and Kevin looked like a nigga who wanted. So now we seen a little part of the preview next week. We know his mom finds out about Northside Academy and him being like given that opportunity. He might just go there, and if he starts selling dope. Dubs for the 45 Reggie might tell that nigga You need to go over to that school nigga And so this work But I'm also thinking if Reggie becomes close to Kevin Jake might not like that Cause up until this episode Reggie been keeping Jake away from all this yeah. shit So if you find out Yo Jake you fucked up You let another nigga get your work And now he over here slanging him for 45 a pop You blew that He's a smart nigga he know math He a smart nigga yeah, man. So we're going to see what happened with Kevin and uh and Jake and all them. Papa was in this episode, but he didn't really do too much. Uh, Jada and Ronnie, they fucked up. That nigga Ronnie was asking for the pussy. Jada didn't want to give him the drunk pussy. And uh, shit, what else, nigga? Brandon. Oh, Brandon and Jerica got engaged. Another thing that I didn't really fucking, it was kind of underwhelming because we know they won't be back next year. So it's like, I that don't really fucking matter in the overall grand scheme of shit. Um, the last thing. Uh, Brandon sat down with his cousin and his step pops and they ultimately concluded to, Hey, if you want to pay Otis Perry back, sell this house. That's not going to work. But anyway. that ain't going to work. Cause Jerrica looked it up. Saw his mom took a he second mortgage out. He would have with the money. It was, he won. I'm yeah, not Otis you, Perry not letting him get out of this. I would take your fucking money yeah. and then you be back here tomorrow. I'm going to yeah. kill you. Otis Perry. The whole reason Otis Perry even wanted the nigga Brandon is because it's a good way to clean the money. No, that's all I, it is. I need a fall person to get that bitch off our back. I yeah. need you to be the guy. Yeah, Fuck but me. I can also clean my money. I can have because you see what they said, yo. 
the 63rd Street niggas is always buying food from you. Yeah. I'm giving you dope money and I'm getting clean money back. So we cleaning our money, we laundering it, and making drops for money from across we, the city. Yep. And you the fucking fall because now you got a second truck probably full of dope. And if if Duda yeah. was smart, you should leave uh Brandon and fuck alone. And let him rock. You need a nigga who got a clean image. Let who him don't make know, like, all the money. So yeah, so I actually do think uh, that's kind of a good point. Dude, I has kind of sloppily let all this shit because Brandon should have never knew about none of this. He shouldn't have known you was sixty third. He shouldn't have known Reggie and them was involved. Like you handled it wrong. If your goal was to make him the fall guy, yeah. you need to not. He got to move naturally. He, and he not moving. He that don't need now. to know that you a drug dealer, nigga. And now he know, man. And now he know that he in with the wrong type of nigga. Uh, so we gonna see what happens next week. Me and Jay gonna watch uh when they see us <sighs> and try to record that next week. We gonna get to it, man. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll get two episodes next week or something. I don't know. I ain't promising y'all shit because I don't really fuck with y'all like that. Uh, but uh, no, man. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to everybody fucking with us. As usual, join the Facebook group. Join the Instagram group. Uh, follow us on all socials. This Week in Culture. Follow Jay at jjohnson313. Follow me at Instagram on uh, or at Trinidad. And shout out to the uh, Blackberry Letters we got. Shout out to... Everybody who fucking with us, everybody who listened to the episode now, we will be back. We got two episodes that are shy left. We appreciate everybody who's been rocking with us for the season so far. We got two left. Don't give up on it now, even though we kind of know next season is going to be fucked up. Let's ride this shit out. I'm Ant. That's Jay. This Week in Culture, episode 46. We out.